Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Life is unfair. That's my that's my take on things. I don't think life is fair. It's like that you Malcolm know, in the Middle opening. Life is unfair. You know, Bret Hart and all that. Yeah, it's yes. like that. Okay. I agree because um, my my bestie, my soulmate, uh, Adam Bull Ten Ten, blocked me on Twitter yesterday. And, um, Adam Bull Ten Ten. Did you miss this? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so um, so I I tweet um I quote tweeted that video of Gunther running away from Braun Strowman, and I was like, that Triple H era sure is going great for all of you, isn't it? And this completely random wrestling history account. Almost a full day later, replies to that with, um, uh, it's like, shut up, stardom is irrelevant, or something like that. Like, just out of the blue, all right, stardom is irrelevant. That's and wild. So, yeah, so I just, I just, I just, WWE have some fans fun. are getting way too ballsy with Kyrie winning. I'm, I'm gonna be real. <laughs> um, they are getting way too confident yeah. in their opinions, and I was like, no. This ain't right. Well, I don't, I don't, like, listen, this person was not saying. Um, so I thought I'd have a little fun with um, wrestling history slash Adam Bull 1010. Um, and so I did quote Twitter, and I was like, you don't have to lie for Triple H. Like, he inflicts Dexter Loomis and The Miz on you every week. Like, it's <laughs> fine. And then he just replies with, when stardom gets a million dollar gate in the UK, US, or Canada, I will rescind my statement. And, um, I, I had to fight the urge to be like, Stardom cannot do million-dollar gates. They use the N, you dumbass. Um, but instead, I was that just like... Funny. I just gave up, and I was just like, you people say anything. And he kept going. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. And I was like... So I just got to the point where I was just quote-eating him with the most random shit, just to annoy him even more. Um, and I felt like there was a real spark there, you know? There was a real connection, you know? You know, like that, that like enemies to lovers vibe. Like we were, we were, we were so aggressive, but I could feel that spark. Um, and then he blocked me. He blocked me. So I was, I was going to propose at the next WWE PLE that did a million dollar date and everything. Like I was prepared, 
to go to Riyadh with him for Crown Jewel to get married. But no, he, he blocked me. I don't so think that's allowed in Riyadh. I'm going to be real with you. Probably, they would make an exception for Adam Bull 1010. So, um, <laughs> Adam Bull 1010, if you're out there and you're listening to this, please unblock me. We can work this out, baby. It's fine. Like We, we will get through this. Thank you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a... That was a segment of this show. Um, one of the like hottest shows that we will probably have ever um, with two very notable pay-per-views. And that's how we started, because that's why you love Stardom Quest. Yeah, listen, nobody cares about wrestling. It's it's all about like the gay drama. It's fake, so it's anyway. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, listen, I mean, who cares? Stardom's irrelevant. Like, why are people even listening? So true, man. So true. Um, so on to the news from Stardom. Uh, the first is that <laughs> there were a bunch of matches and stipulations announced for Stardom and Showcase Volume 3. Uh, the first one is that Hazuki and Natsu Samire versus Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima is now a no-holds-barred match. Every translation of this translates to a no-holds-bird match, and I think that is very funny. Um, the Donna Del Mondo versus Neo Stardom Army coffin match is now a coffin explosion match so that's very great (laughs) yeah uh this is amazing like as as soon as somebody put it's put in the coffin it's blown up like that is amazing so is there one coffin like is is just one person gonna die or is this like is there gonna be like four coffins and like you're gonna have to put every opponent i think it's one it says the team that puts someone in the coffin wins and the coffin is blown up after being placed so So, is my sakurai gonna die like i don't know like i don't well i don't know know. maybe that's how you can write off one of the nsa people who knows really uh i'm sure tecla would probably be down for this so it's you know (laughs) but um the other stardom and showcase announcement this is literally just a brand sponsorship like this is wwe doing that zombie match it is Himeka versus Sayakamatani versus Lady C versus Momokogo in a beauty salon zest match where uh, the wrestlers are allowed to use shampoo during the match and the winner gets a haircut so um, uh, Momokogo said that because she wrestled in CMLL for a few for a while um, she knows about matches that have to do with hair even though she never competed in one (laughs) so that is her. That, that is her reasoning for going, for winning this. It is also funny because I never thought I would have to decide who is going to win a match based on their haircut. Because um, like Hameka gets a haircut like every week. I don't think she needs. I think she has like a like she has her own barber. Like she's good. Um, mm-hmm. That she goes to literally every week if you check out her Instagram. So I think Saya wins this, but I don't know if she would even want a haircut. You know, like that's that's where we're at right now. That is where we're at. <laughs> in professional wrestling is like oh who who needs a stylish new haircut out of these four people uh Momokogo. definitely i would give it to her does she beat lady c probably yeah i mean why not i could see it the only person who's definitely not winning asaya they're not messing with that she's got she's got the bangs on on lock so you don't really want to touch I'm, it. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at a picture of her hair. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> okay. All right. Take your time. You could. You could. You could go on. Don't worry. No. No. It's fine. We. We need your. We need your reactions. Like, there's no. There's no point in moving Where's past this the topic. Most recent picture. God damn it! I need. 
Probably from the show she was just on. Yeah, you, I got you know. that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She could. She could. She could use a haircut. You know, like maybe just like trim it up a little bit. She'd probably want to dye it though, and I don't think they're gonna do a dye job on the spot. Are they doing it there? Like, are they doing? <laughs> Wait, is this is this just a, a like a on like a um an honorable like inversion of a hair versus hair match where it's like after the match they win and they sit down in the barber's chair and we watch them get the haircut like I, all happy and shit. I wouldn't think so because it's a professional haircut. Which yeah. takes a long time, so probably not. Um, that would be funny if during all of the matches, she's just in the quarter, just getting haircut. <laughs> oh, um, but no, I, yeah, I could see Saya getting haircut. Why not? All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, just not her makeup, pretty much. No, yeah. Uh, so that's all of the showcase announcements. Uh, the other announcements is that uh, there are now two matches official for Stardom Dream Queendom. This is on the 29th of December at Sumo Hall. Uh, this is Stardom's big year-end show. The first match that was made official is the World of Stardom Championship match. Siri is now officially defending against Julia. So, obviously, I mean, we all knew that was happening, but now it is set in stone. And the other match is a special singles match between Kairi and Utami Hayashishta. So, we'll, we'll talk um, about that later. I was partially correct, because I did think Utami would be the Sumo Hall match for Kairi. I did not think it would be special singles match with nothing on the line, but here we are. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I feel like we're going to have a long discussion about Kyrie. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kyrie's future a little bit later, so I'll just save it all. All right. Um, I think that's all of the news. There was. There, I think they said that they're returning to the Osaka Eddie on in February, but at this stage, stardom running big shows is no longer news. It, it's just a fact of life. Um, yeah. Um, I know you're going to say it, but what was the number for Osaka Edeon? Because it felt a bit small. It was 1,620. Yeah, that's not great. But I mean, over 15 it's, is um, good, but it's not, yeah. it's not that good. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird one to, to look at because growth in Osaka is good, obviously. Like from, from the last time they were here, it was up three or 400, which is, is a positive. Um, but they got absolutely spanked by Dragon Gate and Noah. Um, and one of those you can kind of understand, because Dragon Gate has spent more time cultivating that audience outside of Tokyo. Dragon Gate is also a lot more sporadic. So like, yeah. if you want to see a Dragon Gate show in Osaka, there's a few chances a year. Not a mm -hmm. few, but like they're, they're, uh, Starm is in Osaka every other week. You know what I mean? Um, yes. In comparison to Dragon Gate, who's just not... Um, I think that's something that kind of needs to be looked at a bit more for Stardom because they do run a lot of these places a lot. So it's like, what's the point of going to this show instead of any other show? This show specifically is because it had like two incredibly major matches on it. Um, and I think that's more of like a indication that it's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's not great. But still, if you really look at it, you can get cheaper tickets to go to Osaka and on number two, um, which they will run again in two weeks, you know, or they have run a month ago. Like it's it's not. Uh, that that's something that definitely needs to be kind of looked at when it comes to these ticket things. But um, yeah, that's like a all right number. It's not great, but yeah, you know. not great is the best way to put it because it's not yeah. bad, but it is also not good. And uh, it it is probably I mean Noah almost doubled them, and that's never good because I mean Noah's you know you you should be beaten Noah, you know. Yeah. Um, even though Noah does have the the Muto bye bye 
bump. But uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but that's that. I mean, the, obviously the the attendance the next day made up for it, but uh, they will definitely probably would have hoped for more given that they gave away two big matches. But you know, anything over that fifteen hundred mark is is pretty good at this stage. That that is also something is that they could have done shearing very easily because I'm pretty sure the cap mm-hmm. on shearing is two thousand um, in EDM number one. So if they had any any like unless there was like they were expecting fucking 600 people to walk up and buy tickets, they could have just made this a cheering show. Like, See, I feel like you have to sell it as that from the start, because they have to yeah, space everything so. out. Because yeah. um, I, I feel like you have to plan that in advance, which uh, just doesn't seem to be on the cards for stardom at all. So that's 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 great. We love that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I suppose we will review this show. It was on the 19th of November. Uh, it was Stardom Gold Rush from the Eddie Onisaka Arena number one. In the opener, which was a dark match, Oroka and Natsukotora beat Momokogo and Saeeda and the team of Lady C and Miyu Amasaki. Uh, Natsukotora won with a Death Valley Bomb, so she pulled that one back out. And uh, yeah, that lasted four minutes. So I feel like the entrances were probably longer. Um, they were. So at a certain I, point, I wasn't what's even. To this. Yeah, at it a certain just, point, just, why are you even doing it? So, but you know. There we are. Get him on the card. Yeah, I suppose. Um, the actual show opened then with a high-speed championship match. Azumi beat Momoka Hanazono in eight minutes with the Azumi Zushi. Um, so, uh, you know, last week I was really hyping this one up. I was really, really going for it. Um, it didn't quite hit the highs of, of what I was hoping for. Um, but it was a really good match regardless. And they seamlessly the comedy bits into high-speed stuff as I was kind of expecting. Um, the high-speed stuff never got as intricate as I feel like they can both do, and I still feel like Hanazono has a lot left in her pocket, um, but they still had like a really good high-speed title match, all things considered. Yeah, I feel like the creative... The words. I feel like the creativity was a bit lacking, um, considering what you know both these people could do. Yeah. Uh, it definitely wasn't like that. Like, I mean, and I, I, I talked to Scott about this briefly. That's like, I mean, when you compare it to the only comparable match, because that's kind of like the entire thing was a comparison to the Mesuruga stuff. Um, and we compare it to that match. Um, it's like the creativity was just non-existent, right? Because yeah. Azumi Mesuruga was one of the most creative matches of the year. And you don't really like... If you expected that level, considering that's like one of my favorite matches of this entire year, if you consider that level, you're going to be disappointed. But even like a step below it, I don't think they even reached up to. Um, they did good stuff. Obviously, like Azumi's house style is good. And Hana's. Hana, I wrote down Momozono because that's what mm-hmm. May calls her. Um, and I just like thought I messed it up. But And Hanazono is really good. And she's just, you know, she's a smart wrestler. She's really good at it. All the comedy is really fun. Azumi grabbing the bubble machine and just like. Sh- shooting barb with it and shit that's always fun um but yeah it was pretty middle of the road i would say for azumi defenses this year and yeah um also the match order was weird like you don't really expect this to go first um and that was possibly what kind of you know kept it to a minimum kind of kept it to like oh just go out there uh do a little bit of fun stuff wrestle fast and then get it done in less than 10 minutes like that's kind of how it was more viewed than like a uh a matching of itself for its for its own desires and its own needs so that's possible but there were certain it, it was a good match it was a good match let me just put it like that 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was pretty good, but it definitely wasn't uh, as great as it could have been. Um, it's interesting enough in the backstage comments, uh, Azumi kind of proposed that she, Hanazono, and Meisaruga should team up sometime. So I think she that's pretty cool. She did drag Hanazono backstage like she adopted mm-hmm. her. And Hanazono was very like, man, why do I have to go with this <laughs> yeah. new mom? And it's like, <laughs> what? That <laughs> That's one way to end this match, but, you know. Azumi's just trying to get all the gremlins and goblins together. Definitely, um, yeah. I respect that. Um, go, so go grab Mio, Mio Momono, if you will. Oh, please, please. Um, and yeah, Hanazono kind of reiterated that. She was kind of saying, well, you know, me and Meisaruga are a tag team anyway. Um, so yeah, let's team with Azumi sometime. So maybe that is what Azumi is doing at Dream Queendom. I'm not fully sure. Because, I mean, people are... People's predictions for Dream Queendom is that every belt is going to be on the line, and I don't think Stardom is ever going to do that. So there are there are going to be some they did it once tags, did they? Yeah, um, I forget which one. But wasn't that last year for the? Was it last year? Wasn't it for the Budokan show? It's possible. I feel like they did it this year. Mm, I don't know, I but it's very unlikely reason. either way that uh, every belt will be on the line and every feud will have a, a end point because that's just not really how they do it. Um, so I imagine that might be what Azumi does is her, May and Hanazono against, I don't know, Momo and some other people, depending on what Momo's up to. Uh, I think that might be fun. Uh, be a good way to get them all in, on the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, that's all about that match, though. Not really anything else. No challengers, no clear next direction for Azumi, so we're just going to have to wait and see what the future is for the high-speed belt. Um, the next match was a first-round match in the Moneyball tournament. It was Mai Sakurai, Tekla, and Julia versus Natsupoi, Wakasugama, and Tam Nakano. Uh, this is just a house show tag. Like, they, they didn't even do the pay-per-view thing of having the really good wrestlers do a lot of work. They had Mai and Waka. It was just Waka. Yeah, it was just yeah. Mai and Waka, basically. Like, it was just a house show tag. Waka had a rough weekend. She did. Poor Waka. Yeah, poor Waka. She got her shit rocked in this one. Um, mm-hmm. It was fine. You know, like, there was nothing really right home about. I think it's probably the worst match on the show. Um, Just by oh, yeah. default. Yeah, uh, well... Mm. Kind of, yeah. You're lame. I think I know. You're lame. No, you um, don't. Well, if I don't, then that's confusing because it, it doesn't matter. We'll talk. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was like fine. Waka got her ass. Mm. Can't. I almost said. <laughs> what? Uh, no, because. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter. My brain goes faster or my, my mouth goes faster than my brain sometimes. And then, right. Um, okay. But yeah, Waka Waka got beat up pretty bad. She did. She and did. then lost to my Sakurai's very bad elbow drop. Yeah. hmm And that was it. worse every time. <laughs> yeah, especially when Kyrie is here now and, and yeah. getting elbows. It's uh it definitely doesn't look great. But you know, I like my so it's it's fine. Um yeah. The match after that was the other first-round match in the Moneyball tournament. Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Utani beat Tomoka Inaba, Amisore, and Mirai. Uh, Hazuki pinned Mirai with the uh, Hazuki Stroll. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I think it's cool that Inaba didn't take the pin. I think it's a real 
is a real indication of how much they like Inaba based on the fact that she just doesn't take pins, um, even though she should. Um, part of that might be politics because she is She's Queen only of really lost champion. to Tam, as far yeah. as I remember. And that's fine. You can like everybody can lose yeah, I mean, to Tam, Tam, you know? Yeah. Um, so they, they've really protected her, and I think it shows that they had Ami lose here rather than Inaba, which, I mean, if that is just because she's Queen of JTO Champion and as soon as she drops that, they have her taken falls, then we'll walk it back. But so far, it looks like they really like Tomoka Inaba, which is cool. Um, and yeah, this this was a good match, obviously. I mean, look, the wrestlers involved, you knew it would be good. Um, certainly wasn't the highest tier effort from everybody, but it was still a pretty strong match. Yeah, um, I enjoyed this one more than the last one. Uh, and I mean, Hazuki and Kokomo, uh, you, you can't say enough good things about them. Um, Mayu was definitely staying out of the way to stay fresh, mm -hmm. um, which is completely valid. And yeah, I mean, it was it was a great match. Well, not great, but it was like, it was a fun match. It was really enjoyable. Definitely. Uh, the match after that then was a Red Goddess block match. It was Momo Anabe and Starlight Kid beating Fukigen Death and Saki Kashima. Uh, Starlight Kid with, got the win with the uh, Black Tire Leg Destroyer. Um... <laughs> um, yeah, this I, I feel like this was the most creative I've seen Fukigen Death be in a while. Her and Momo did a really funny bit in the middle. Um, and there was some really good flash pins uh, where Saki was trying to get the win towards the end. Um, but otherwise, I didn't think this was anything amazing. Yeah, I thought it was fun enough to, you know, not hate. Uh, I think rooting against Kid and Momo is the only thing that is saving these matches of theirs, um, for me, at least. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Numero dos. Nothing else. That's called numero dos. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Uh, the match after that was Himeka and Micah beating Yu and Nanai Takahashi in a Blue Goddess block match. Micah pinned Nanai Takahashi with a jackknife roll-up to get the win in uh, just over 14 minutes. So, um... Alex, say what you me. Hoss, man! First, though, first, uh, Nanai Takahashi. I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I should never have doubted you. Please you're, do you're not leave. Saying, you're saying the shock, the the shock, the shack meme. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. So I, did not I wasn't familiar with your game. That yes. is exactly what you were saying. <laughs> I wasn't familiar my, with your game. I apologize. <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect from Nanai in this tag league, and she has been fantastic. She is now taking falls from Micah. Like, what an unselfish queen. Uh, we love Nanai around these parts. And uh, yeah, her and you are fantastic. Long may they stick around. Yeah, they're um, doing a great job. Yeah, and obviously Maihime. I mean, listen, Maihime are fantastic. Give them give them tag belts and uh, let them actually hold on to them this time. Yeah, that that's the hope. Um, that's honestly why I'm like really depressed that they should win this tournament. Because there's no way, I, I've said this a million times, there's no way Meltier drops these belts anytime soon, especially before Tam challenges Kyrie. Um, and like, part of me is like, yes, give them, give them this tournament. But another part of me is like, give them the belts, and you gotta hold off on that. So I don't know how to feel. Um, but obviously, my him is, my him. Both of them are my girls. I, I love them. They're great. This match is great. Um, at one point they did the Tower of Doom, where Hameka like power bombs Micah, who's doing the superplex, and Hameka like just dropped Micah on her head. 
Like she did not have like she like full force power bombed her, and I was like, "That's your tag tag partner." Like you, that wasn't necessary, but she she committed to the bit, and I respect it. Um, Hameka and I did a lot of fun stuff actually, uh, and you worked well with with both of them, like really well. So yeah, I I love this. Um, the Nai kicking out of the Michinoku driver doesn't count because Micah fucked it up, and that was a strat. Um, I'm sticking to please stop doing that, Micah. <laughs> stop doing the move when you're like stop. Um, but yeah, uh, it doesn't count because Micah fucked it up on purpose, obviously. That's fair. Um, I'm trying also to make seven sense. up beat the shit out of them afterwards. Of course, yeah, seven up are fantastic like that. Um, <laughs> you wasn't shooting this time, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make sense of their post match comments because Micah was like, "Oh, it's my first time playing against both of you, but uh, you're my favorite opponent from the past." And I'm like, "How? How does that work?" <laughs> um, so I don't know. I like I looked it up. She's never wrestled either of them before. Um, and I don't know about Hameka. I feel like she probably didn't either. Cause, um... Hameka might have... Yeah, probably not, actually. Oh, wait, Hameka... Hameka was in Seedling a lot. So oh, she, probably it, did. It, she probably wrestled... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was Seedling champ, so she must have. That's true. Oh, yeah, so maybe maybe it's a mistranslation, and it's uh, Micah saying, oh, that she was your favorite opponent. So maybe that's it. All right. Yeah, she wrestled against Anai twice. And she wrestled against you a few times. Okay, all right. So there we go. That's uh, we figured it out. Good, good on us. Um, the next match. She's then... never lost to you. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the next match on the show then was the Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Saya Kamatani wrestled Kyrie to a thirty-minute time limit draw. Oh man. So, um, Black Gear Kyrie. Is officially one of the top three wrestlers of all time. I think I yeah. think that's fair to say. Um, it is number one, Azra Kong in the Silver Gear. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. Undeniably greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, number two, Akira Hokuto with the black lipstick. Anytime she wore that, you were fucked. And uh, number three, Ari with the black gear. And I think that's uh, I think that's a definitive ranking. That's wild that you put her up there with them, but I I get it. I mean, like it is absurd how big of a difference it is almost you know what i mean like and not saying like the next night also had a great Kyrie match um obviously we'll get to that but like just this match and that nanai tag match maybe it's maybe it's Kyrie working with queen's quest or working mm-hmm. with saya specifically but like she's just up she's just a different animal um i was concerned for saya's health and for good reason Um, like i I wrote that like when she was making her entrance when Kyrie was making her entrance i was like oh boy she's in the kabuki black gear uh i am concerned for size health and then by the end i was like i had every reason to be concerned about size health because they fucking killed each other i was this match like gave me anxiety um because of how fucked it was (laughs) because saya just went through have to be called fucking dangerous and you know uh, you know, a bad wrestler who needs to get retrained. You're an idiot, by the way. Shooting shots. Like, she's had to get, go through that, and I'm just like, the last thing we need is for her to ki- injure Kyrie before the biggest match in the company's history, arguably. You know, I mean, like, that. that's the last thing we need. And Kyrie was just like, nah, I'm going to get injured in this match. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Like, I'm doing everything I can. I am telling her to do the most dangerous shit possible. And I was just anxious i was like oh fuck what is happening the entire time 
Um, so yeah, I, I but this match is great. You can you could talk a bit. See, I I thought it was kind of an odd match because I thought it was the chemistry between them is off the charts, right? Yeah. Uh, Kyrie had her best performance in years, like no doubt. This was her best individual performance in years. Uh, they were really creative. And the pace they worked for 30 minutes was incredible. Like, you didn't notice it go by at all. Oh, no, not at all. But it felt like they just didn't do the finishing stretch, you know? Like, they left so much oh, in yeah. the bag. At, as as amazing as the match was, it never gave that satisfying conclusion. It's like it just ended, you know? Kyrie did that twice this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's crazy. But in totally different ways, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's true. Because yeah, the, this, that's the thing about this match is that like it didn't have that ramp up that you kind mm -hmm. of expect. You know, it was just them firing the entire time, and I love that. But I think like even Velke was like that match was good, but like the pace just like you could tell the crowd the crowd didn't even know how to like condition itself for this match's pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's right because like it was just like it was. It wasn't stop-start because it just kept going the entire 30 minutes. But to the point where it's like, I don't know how big any of this is. Like, you know, like, it's just like, it was just, it was incredible. One of my favorite matches of the year. Don't get me wrong. This mm -hmm. criticism is very specific in that it's not even really criticism. It's just like a bizarre, uh, like, it was, the match was very unique in this aspect. Yes. That, like, the pace was just completely not what you expect ever in any match really. And they did leave a lot on the table, which they are apparently not going back to anytime soon, which is something. I mean, Kyrie uh, said that they would after the match, but she's on to uh, more important things, I guess. Um, oh, we, we have, we have March or April, whenever they do. Yeah. Climax. Yeah. But does, does Saya break the record? No, she would have to break she, the record by then. I assume that's an IWGP match. Okay, that's about. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, not even we haven't even gotten into like some of the like really key spots of this match that were really cool, like Kyrie doing the cactus elbow drop um, on a bunch of chairs. Shit was fucked. Um, they did an actually good ramp spot, which is not mm -hmm. something that always happens, but like this, it was pretty fun. Um, and then to get back in the ring, they did the count out tease and Kamatani just stepped onto Kyrie and jumped off of her to get back into the ring, like to get a head start back into the ring. It was hilarious. Um, Saya just kept hitting Kyrie with like anti-airs whenever Kyrie would like do moves from the top rope. She would just like drop kick her out of the air or oh, yeah, put her crazy. boots up. And it was just like nasty every time it, man, Saya Kamatani, I know I've said it a million times, but like she continues to prove that like, this is her year. She is, like, mm -hmm. by far the best performer this year out of anybody in the entire world, period. Um, and it's not even close to this point because she has added a very, very good, highly entertaining, felt like it went by in a flash, 30-minute draw on a one of two stardom pay-per-views two days in a row, and I didn't feel exhausted. Like, it was – it's incredible. Like, that that's a feat right there, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Saya. Obviously, Kyrie was great as well. Um, really, really good match. I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it was great. Like my only criticism is basically that I could have watched them wrestle for twenty more minutes, <laughs> which is yeah, so rare. Like if they wanted to go sixty, just let them, let them do it. Like they, which, they you know were so good that we didn't even think about is that the IWGP belt 
is 60 minute time limits. Oh my God. Like they can do that. That's I don't know why Kyrie challenged her to a, to a no time limit match. Cause just, just give us the 60 minute, you know, not literally don't draw, but like, just give them the like, that's, that's great for some of these wrestlers, right? Like I think Utami taking that belt at some point, obviously I don't want to see her go, you know, over 30 every single time, but somebody who can go that long could really benefit from having that availability. Um, and especially cause it's just that belt and it doesn't, you know, have to be all the belts. I think that's a really interesting thing to look into as the belt gets defended more, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, give me more of this, please. Yes, definitely. Also one more thing. One more thing is that Saya at the end of the match, it was like, there was like 10 seconds left. She puts the boots up for the insane elbow. Um, and like completely like, Kills the idea of the match finishing at that point. But just to make sure, this is like a really small psychology thing. She locks in an arm bar to ride out the rest of the time. She doesn't do a fucking arm bar. She's just like, you know what? This is how I don't lose. Like, there's zero way I can lose here. And then she just held the arm bar for the rest of the match for the last like eight seconds. And I was like, that's like, that's really smart from a champion perspective. Like, that's really cool. I, I don't know. It was a small thing that I really liked. Uh, and yeah. She just does shit because <laughs> yeah. she's never done an armbar before. But she was like, "I'm no, doing one no, here. Exactly. Arm is gone. I'm doing one." And uh, I appreciate that. Fucking armbar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my only complaint with the draw finish is that um, felt very inconclusive towards what they were trying to do with the two of them. You know, um, like a win for either one would have advanced things a lot more than would have proved something. Yeah, especially this kind of draw where no neither of them really dug deep. So, um, the draw finish. I'm not a fan of draw finishes anyway, um, but I definitely feel like this one didn't really uh, do much for either Saya or Kyrie. Um, but it doesn't really matter because you know the performance was was fantastic and obviously that's uh, an, protected that's pattern. Is that? the finish of Kyrie's matches does not work with the story whatsoever. That's crazy. <laughs> Two in a row. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> You're getting it in early. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so after the match, uh, they did say that they want to do it again with a um, no time limit. And uh, Ky- Kyrie had a very nice thing. She was like the red belt, white belt, the high speed belt, the tag belts, the artist belts. They-, they are as valuable as the person holding it. There's no hierarchy which I think is really cool. Um, and she seemed to acknowledge that maybe the white belt isn't crying and that it is at home on Saya, which is kind of, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, so, you know, she, she kind of put over Saya with her words and also was like, listen, champions make the belt, which is, is, is very true. Um, so, you know, I thought that was nice. They built to a rematch and Kyrie was like, hey, Saya's all right. She's, she's cool. And I think, I think that's the the conclusion not the conclusion of the story but like that's where you say that like oh it's inconclusive because of the lack of proof in in the stories they were both telling i think Kyrie being like you know what like like we just did with Nanai about with the with the shack joke it's like i i didn't recognize your game and now i do because you just beat the shit out of me and i think that's kind of where it was even though the draw still didn't really fit for that story either because they didn't they weren't able to go all the way um but you know Still, great match. Honestly, the more I talk about it, the more I think I like that match more than the Mayu match. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Just, I mean, obviously we'll talk about that later, but like, I'm, I'm it's, it's hard because like I've been deciding for the past like three or four days, I, ca- I can't decide which one I like more personally. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a hard match to judge. I had to give it a a, yeah. a rating for voices of wrestling, and I was like, I have no idea. Like it was it was fantastic, but also it's not fantastic enough. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great, and there's a lot a lot going for it, and I hope they do run it back. I uh, I do imagine they'll do it at that start of World Climax, um, because Saya probably loses the belt by then, and yeah. they if they're gonna defend the IWGP belt in stardom it will be world climax and dream queendom because they're you know the two big shows like world climax is essentially dominion uh, to dream queendom's Russell kingdom so yeah um main event then of the show was uh siri defending the world of stardom championship against utami hayashishta siri won in 28 minutes with the uh, vermilion world which is her uh, her one winged angel variate variant um yeah, but she was the k yeah so they they went 28 minutes um i didn't expect utami to lose and i think it's an interesting finish um and it you know continues the whole thing where she she just you know she she has one win over siri and that's it she she just can't get the the big win over siri you know, on paper people were freaked out but if these if both those matches went to draws i would not have been upset um yeah. In hindsight, because yeah. if if this one was given two extra minutes and Utami didn't have to take the fall, I would have been cool with that. You know, like mm-hmm. even even with the existence of the, I mean, it went twenty eight minutes anyway. You know, what I mean, like yeah. it's not like <laughs> it's not like we're saving time. Um, but yeah, um, in the words of Cactus Jack, I love being right um, because Utami <laughs> killed it. Like it I, like obviously it, this this probably doesn't stack up to their you know, famous match 5.5, um, because nothing will. I mean, like, that was yeah. very situational, very context-driven. Not the story, necessarily, but just, like, the situation of it altogether. They're never going to hit that sort of match again, these two together, just because mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Um, but I will say that Utami, as a wrestler, you can see her... You could see her growth, and you could see that she is a better wrestler than she was at that point. And at that point, she was an incredible wrestler. Um, I'm at the point of like pretty confidently saying that by the time it's all said and done, if she can dodge injuries, she will be the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, if she progresses anywhere near the way she has since she debuted, right? If, if she if she can have like a steady increase of just like being a better wrestler over time, obviously it's hard because of injuries and uh, you know wear and tear and all that. She just has the ability to get better every year. And it's absurd, you know, like it's, she's just on another level straight up. Obviously, Sherry had an incredible performance here as well. And yeah, I'll let you go. You are saying Utami will be the greatest of all time. She could be. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that that is a very real possibility. Wow. Okay. All right. That would be, that would be something, honestly. Seeing, seeing. I mean, like. Know. I think what was it was it Armani who said that's like I mean it you could compare it to Okada before he you know kind of hit a lull um where it's like she just gets better every yeah. year and it's like it's like damn I thought you were good in 2014 and now it's 2017 and you're just like you're better like how does this happen you know like um and I think Utami as a Joshi wrestling fan I think Utami has a way higher ceiling than Okada and I love Okada I think Okada is one of the greatest of all time um like true like so I I just I have a lot of high hopes for her um if she could stay healthy for you know the next five to ten years I I truly think that she could be one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live that's crazy honestly that is 
something. She has I very mean, she, high she competition. Ernest. Yes. Um, yes. Especially don't, on the Joshi side. Um, yeah. Say the least, it is a stacked lineup ahead of her. So, but, um, I mean, I don't doubt it. I, you know, she was great here. Um, as much as match had some slight issues, the two of them, their chemistry is off the hook, and they get better every time they do it. You know, um, was a lot less edge time, like dead air, and a lot more mm -hmm. creativity. Uh, they did a lot yeah. more than they usually do. And you can definitely see Utami uh, leaning more onto the power stuff again, which is always her best stuff, you know, when she's really using that power base that she has. And I thought she used it really, really well here. And, um, I mean, yeah, Siri is Siri. I think at this point we all know what we're getting from Siri. That's great. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really well-paced match. I can see why if you just watch this and you just like, you know, seeing cool moves, I feel like this is probably one of the best matches of the year to you. Um, to me, it had this one issue of, that I think Utami and Suri will always run into, is that I knew Suri was winning, and I knew she wasn't going to win until she hit that one move, right? Because that's the only move that beats yeah. Utami. So I don't buy the near falls, because I knew Tammy wasn't winning number one, so when she did the you know the the hijack bomb, I didn't buy into it at all. And when Siri was hitting the Ryuin, I didn't buy into that at all. Because the only the only move that Siri has that will beat Utami is the Vermilion World. So do you do you think that? And this is like a very random, but do you think that wrestlers should have um what's it called the what's What's Kenta Kobashi's finish called? Seven. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm an idiot. No, like the 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 biggest the most influential move of all time. The fucking inverted attitude adjustment. I'm like I'm blanking. The oh my god, I sound like <laughs> such an idiot. This is like the most famous wrestling move in Japanese wrestling history. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's incredible. That is incredible. Are you gonna? Do you have it? Are you gonna get it? Burning hammer. Jesus fucking. There we oh go. my god. Yes. Do you think wrestlers should have more Burning Hammer-esque moves? Or like well, they use it like the five is, times ever? Yes, yes, definitely. Because I was going to say this is series Burning Hammer, but no, it's not. Um, it's not. Yeah, they probably should. Because I feel like most wrestlers should have a variety of finishes, even in their big matches. Yeah, me too. Because um, eventually you run into the problem that Siri and Utami do, where it's like, okay, I know that move isn't winning. Your title matches, right? Like the Ryu and never finishes a title match i don't i don't buy it right so mm -hmm. um yeah if she had another move that would be cool but yeah i was definitely just uh for the last few minutes i was kind of just like all right when is when is siri gonna hit the move and win because uh no like, i get that. so I, I it was definitely difficult to buy into the to the finishes that'll um, also always be a struggle in october and november yeah you know i mean like, like that, i feel that, that's part of it I, I i agree with you they're never gonna hit the five and a half star match again but if they got to wrestle again where there was uncertainty about who wins, I think they could have another like five at least on their hands. Um yeah. but one like this where Siri was obviously winning, it's always gonna have to over overcome a little bit. And so um And I think maybe the Kyrie Saya match took away from the idea of them pushing a draw. Yeah. Because after that you kind of were like, they're not gonna do two draws in a row like realistically even though like i think they could have and i wouldn't have been pro had a problem with it they're not going to do that so like 
without that, it's just Winzutami eating the Shusakai, right? That's it. When she when she eating the finish. Um so I, I can see that. I think I was still of the opinion that it's like, oh, Utami might be able to push a draw here. Um and I think that kind of kept me guessing mm-hmm. a bit more than you. Um but I definitely agree that this failed not as bad as the Mika match did in in the same sense. Um but this definitely had that issue where it's like and then I and then Shuri wins, right? Where, uh, there, there's an old story that I think Xavier Woods used to tell is that anytime anybody pitches anything, they go, they pitch their story in wrestling, and they're like, and then I win, right? That's kind of how the Shuri defenses have kind of been. Is that it's like blah 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 blah, good match, great stuff, blah blah blah, and then Shuri wins, and that's cool because Shuri's a champion and she should win, and she like her reign is not bad. This has been a really great reign, but for some of these matches like this one it kind of takes a little bit away from the finish. So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm, I'm fully on board with the fact that if you don't care about that shit, this is probably one of your matches of the year, you know? Like, yeah. as it was, the work was fantastic. Their chemistry is excellent. Um, but, you know, for me, it, it definitely bonked hard into that ceiling. Um, but it, it is it's also, very cool that the this headlining rivalry is, is still delivering. Like, their chemistry is still just ridiculous. And they... Uh, elevate each other every time yeah the the also the opening five minutes was unique mm-hmm. um it didn't feel you know didn't feel like a shuri opening it just felt like a good opening between shuri and utami um which i loved and uh one of the grossest bumps i've seen that hasn't injured someone like possibly ever was that avalanche crucifix driver um where utami it looked like she took the same bump that Hiromu did when he broke his neck. Um, and she didn't. It was so fucking gross. Uh, so yeah, that was insane. Yeah, that, that's that's the one that's the one move I want to call out because that was in absurd. Like it, it was just gross. And I, I loved it. Yeah, no, that that's that's that that was pretty chill. Um also new gear. They both had they both had special gear, which both looked great. Utami was rocking her championship gear which was a good throwback. And Shuri's rocking this new gear that looks cool. Um, so, yeah. Tommy looked amazing. Uh, the flag, yeah. the hair, the gear, all mm-hmm. of it. Fantastic. She just screams star. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, she's the one. I mean, listen, she has very steep competition. That's all I can say. Yes, I agree. Will she ever peak as high as Nagayo? Maybe not. Okay, well, I, okay, maybe, maybe greatest of all time is hard because Nagayo exists and... You know, Yuishino uh, exists and Mayu exists. Those are kind of my top three, but I, I don't, I don't see a, a reason for her. I mean, we're we're talking about this. She's four years in. You know, yeah, what I mean, that's true. Um, yeah. Like we have the power of hindsight to know that Nagayo has done everything. She is the goat. We have that hindsight on our side. Whereas Utami, this is all theoretical. She she could next year she could be absolutely dog shit. And from there on, just not be great, and this conversation will be null and void. But if she has anywhere near the success she's been having, I don't think it's unfair to say, hey, she she could be top three for sure. You know, if not top one, that, that's that's where I'm at. That's fair. That's fair. I don't. I won't. I won't. You know, push anyone for saying it. Um, after the match, then we got a little bit of back and forth from Julia and Siri. Um, that photo of them staring daggers into each other with the belt. Uh, in the background is amazing. That match is the match, uh, well, the number two match. Uh, can you imagine when Julia and Utami finally square off? 
it is going to be Hogan Rock levels of holy shit goosebumps. Like that is is so. Uh, Stardom has done so much, and in their back pocket, they have Julia versus Utami still. Like they, that is that is going to blow my mind. That is going to blow minds. That is so amazing. Um, yeah, because Julia and Siri here. Uh, they they really sold the match just by staring the shit out of each other because it was it was cool as hell. Um, so yeah, we're de- we're waiting on it. Julia and Siri is the uh, the Ryugoku match, and um, I think it's a, we all agree it's Julia's crowning moment. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Imagine if they just didn't do that. That would be great. Not great, but that would be really funny. Uh, it would be a, the worst. It would be a bad move. Don't get me wrong. It'd be it would be the wrong move in my opinion, but that would be really funny if they were just like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, why not? We did it to Naito. I, I don't see an issue. <laughs> oh god, imagine. Um, the main event end of the show. I know, right? This this is the main event. Uh, it was the Moneyball final TLC match. It was Hazuki Koguma and Mayu Utani getting the win over Mai Sakurai, Tekla, and Julia when Hazuki pulled down the. Uh, Half of half the money of ball. The money ball. Um, yeah. So this this was um, yeah. <laughs> um, the total mess. There was nobody knew that there were sirens and you could raise and lower the ball until match started and and DDM was like climbing up and Mayu just pressed the button and it went away from them and I was like, what is happening? Like, what is what is Bro, what is this? I, I I saw some of my buddies saying this was a bit overdone like the gimmick was over like was like what like the the buzzard specifically yes. where you could raise and lower it that was a bit like much and i was like nah because it meant that mayu's entire contribution to this match was pressing a button and trolling the fuck out of ddm and mm-hmm. that is great because she took one bump other than that she no not even other than that that's not a bump she's hit the button she took one bump in this entire match um and I love that. <laughs> like I love, I love this match. I thought this match was super funny and just like fun and just you know, like they they did some like my Sakurai's back should be broken. Um, yes. And I I just this was such a this is such a fun match. I I loved it a lot. Yeah, I mean it was, it was just dumb. The the peak was breaking the ball. I think that was yes. undoubtedly the best shit ever. That is the most stardom thing ever. Is is them breaking then, the ball? But you see, you see, like, like everybody in the ring's like, "Uh, what do we do?" And Saeed is just screaming outside, like, "No!" Like she's like, she's like, you could see Saeed with her hand on it. Like she was, she was distraught over this. Um, <laughs> like seconding the match, she was distraught. It was, oh my god. And then, like, you know, there was like the table spot where like Azuki fucking got just the grossest power or pile driver onto the table. Um, and Mayu and Koguma broke my sakurai's back over over a table that didn't break um and mayu just giggled and i was like mm-hmm. you are a terrible human being like that's insane <laughs> like like this girl might be seriously injured because that that shit looked terrible yeah, that shit did. looked like looked like her body like it looked like her body was like just oh just it was a bad um and mayu's just like <laughs> huh. and i was like what the fuck dude <laughs> Like that's crazy, and uh, I think that was that. Those were the best parts of the match, where when the wrestlers would be like, "Oh, oh fuck, that wasn't how it was supposed to go." Oh, oh no. Yeah, that, yeah, pretty. They, much. they did that like four or five times. It was great. Yeah, no, because um, yeah, the the plunder stuff is is what it is, you know. Um, 
you know, so shit would shit fun. would just stop. Shit would just wouldn't work, which is the most stardom thing ever, and and that is always going to be funny to me. Um, so you know, I was um, enjoyed it. I don't I don't know. It, also, the Koguma dive was fucked because yeah. it was I mean, really high. Koguma dive is so like she does it every time. She like fell on her head. No, but she does it every time. Like it's I don't know. It was a fine match as far as plunder goes. Like I was raised on like WWE and TNA, so I feel like I've seen everything. You know, like one of the first pay per views I remember had a a thousand tack match or something. Like you're gonna find it very hard to make me go, oh shit, that was crazy because I've I've seen it all by now. I've watched you know See, death I, matches and stuff. Um, I simply disagree. Of course uh, you do, but, that's but okay. like that's it's, it's different experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, it was I, I can see why people would enjoy it, but I was definitely just kind of like, oh, yeah, they did a table thing. Oh, she hit over the chair. Oh, she jumped off the ladder. Oh, they broke the ball. Yay. So that was that was kind of it. Uh, we, we've had this this argument like a million times before mm-hmm. because it's like a matter of like original originality in wrestling versus originality in uh, gimmick match wrestling. And I don't see any difference, but you see a very big difference. Yes. Um so that that's just kind of where we differ, um, because I think if you can be original, then that's like an incredible bonus. But if you can't, which some people can't in any type of wrestling, then it's cool. You know, what I mean, like, I don't care. Like, as long as it's good, as long as you work well and it's not something I've literally seen, like just seven million times, I think it's fine. I'll still I'll still pop for a good t- chair shot. You know, what I mean. Um, I'll still pop for a good table break. It's like I'll still pop for a good 450, or I'll still pop for a good suicide dive, right? Um, I, I don't see a difference, but I think you do. And that's where we differ a lot in these gimmick match type things. So, yeah. I, I like the match. That was really fun. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, so with that, Stars win the 10 million yen, and uh, we, we have no idea what they they're going to do with crowns. it. Yeah, that was, that were, was fun. It was, um, Saya got to wear the crown. Participation trophy. Let's go. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was that show. Um, strange main event, but a uh, a really cool. The card. entire match, the entire card layout was strange. That's something that I immediately noted when they r- ran down the crowd. I was like, "Damn, high speed match going on first, and the TLC match going on last. That's crazy." Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it was wild. But I literally kept forgetting the TLC match happened because. I would like Siri would be cutting her promo and I'd be like, Oh yeah, this is finished. Why am I why am I still watching? <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh wait, yeah, for I forgot. So um it took me a while. Um but there is another show to review, Dylan. It was on November twentieth. It was New Japan X Stardom Historic Crossover at the Ariaki Arena. The show did seven thousand 000... The Tsunagi chick does not sleep. It is fourth is four in the morning in Japan and she's just hanging out on Instagram live. She's always like this. That and is... Shigusa Nagayo's in the chat. I love it. Nagayo loves that woman. Like she's Yeah, she she honestly at this point I would not be surprised if she won the marvelous belt, the three AW. Well, yeah. Yeah, she's probably winning it. Um anyway, historic crossover. Uh they did seven thousand one hundred and two fans for this show. Uh, that makes it the single biggest stardom show in history. Uh, the second place will go to uh, the reported 5,500 for the Izuki Aikawa retirement show. Um, it is the third biggest show in Japan all year. Uh, day one of Wrestle Kingdom did 12,000. Uh, Wrestling Dontaku with Okada versus Naito on top did 8,100. I'm here did 7,102 with New Japan 
uh, just about, I think it was like 50 tic- more tickets sold than the uh, New Japan versus Noah show, which is very funny. So, um, third biggest show in Japan this year, biggest stardom show ever. And uh, yeah, what, what, an, what an event, huh? Was... The atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, I will say that. Yeah. That I, I really liked it. The crowd was really into it. Um, the, honestly, I think this this show was one of the first times that I could like sense a difference in Joshi wrestling versus male wrestling in Japan, and how like just how the ca- crowd reacts to certain things, and how like certain moves are laid out. Um, because you watch two, like obviously you could tell like just like naturally, but when you watch a Will Osprey match, and then two minutes later you're watching uh, Mayu versus Kyrie, you kind of like sense like just the way that the crowd kind of like vibes. And how the like the conditioning of the crowd is very different. Um, I think this is the first time I really noticed that. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's my one observation about the crowd. The crowd, it was a great, it was a great crowd. Um, and yeah, we can get into it. How much of the show did you watch? Did you not watch any of the New Japan stuff? All right, let's see. So I watched. Um, so I watched this live. I know you didn't get to yeah, watch all of it live. I watched the Rambo. I watched the mm-hmm. QQ versus DDM tag. Tom Lawler, uh, the eight-person tag, Utami and Tana, and then uh, Osprey and Shota yeah. Umino, oh, yeah. and then Mayu versus Kyrie. I I was kind I was going to watch like the other stuff, and then I was like, life is too short. <laughs> I do not need okay, to see so Lij I, I versus will... the United Empire. So. Yeah, you you didn't. I'll, I'll I'll. But still, I would like to review them very briefly. I just have like one or two notes for each of the new Japan ones. Um, some right. of them are really funny, uh, and some of them are just really good. So yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, well, the first match of the very first match was the kickoff match. It was uh, the team of Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, Kirk Connors, and Kevin Knight Kirk. eating Kosei Fujita, Ryohei Oiwa, Yuto Nakashima, and Oscar Libe. Uh, in uh, just under 10 minutes when Coughlin pinned Libe. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Coughlin and Kid did a double muscle buster okay. to win the match. Um, but the one thing I need to... Like, Shibata was talking... Because obviously, I don't watch a lot of Strong. I've seen Kevin Knight a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think one of like the two other times other than the show that I've seen him was on Forbidden Door. He didn't really do much. Um, but... Shibata said, this kid has the greatest dropkick I have ever seen. It is infinitely better than Okada's. He will be the greatest. Like, he, he's he's insane. Um, and I was like, all right, all right. I, I've seen a good dropkick. This motherfucker. Fucking Coglin had uh, Lube. Is that how you, how you pronounce his name? You, Lube. Yeah, Lube. He, he, had, he, had Lube, he had Lube, Lube, whatever. He had him on his shoulders. Coglin, tallest guy. Of of the of the American dudes or of the um, LA Dojo guys, tallest dude had the tallest the the tallest dude on the Japan team on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and Kevin Knight did a standing drop kick on him. He jumped oh like God. legit eight and a half feet in the air. It was beautiful. It was up like it literally the most absurd drop kick I have ever seen. Like it was insane. This this guy is money. Um, I'm happy that New Japan finally has a black dude, like a black mm-hmm. homegrown dude, that they can finally give a single belt to a black man. Possibly that would be great. Um, yeah, Kevin Knight, that's the guy. That's the guy. The, the match was nothing special. It was fine. Um, Libe is really tall, but yeah, Kevin Knight's the guy. Yeah, Knight really jumps out. I think uh, even amongst 
the LA Dojo guys. Um, I don't really know why, but he definitely does just jump off a little bit more uh, than the other guys. No, so he's that. definitely got a bit more charisma to him than the others. Um, I would say Knight and Clark are the are yeah, the, and they're both juniors. It might be because they're juniors, but they're they're the they're the guys who really impress me mm-hmm. from everything I've seen of them. That's fair. Uh, the next match then was the Stardom Rambo. Uh, Mirai ran the gauntlet and last eliminated super strong Stardom Machine to get the win. Um, you know, the, the, these um, Rambos, there is always a hard ceiling on them because people are just doing bits. Um, you do get the odd kind of fun moment like the Anan, Rina, and Hina doing the judo throws together. Um, Tai getting to be shitty. Uh, Did you... How much did you watch this with uh, Japanese commentary or English commentary? Japanese commentary. Okay, this there are so, uh, people say what you about Chris Charlton and um, Kevin Kelly, but there are certain calls that are absolutely hilarious. Um, Rena got in the ring and immediately just started beating the shit out of Hanan, and Chris Charlton just yells, "That is your sister!" Mm-hmm. And I fucking lost it. Like I was like, I was like, that's I don't know why. Because that happens in every single Rambo match where Rena just attacks both of her sisters as much as she can. Yes. But I just lost it when he was just like, he's like got real visceral about it. Like, how dare you? And I was like, that's great. That's great. Um, but yeah. Um, that all? Yeah. Um, also, Saeeda got eliminated early. And at the end, the last, the last entrant was the great super strong star machine based god love her she's amazing um and then mirai and the machine had a great last like 45 seconds to a minute Mm -hmm. of like just them just like mirai just did diving lariats and the machine just you know sold it like death because machine's probably the best seller in the company um but yeah uh, loved it mirai won because death taxes mirai beats uh the machine oh yeah um Now, Mirai running the gauntlet. Is, yeah. it, she's she's challenging Saya, isn't she? She's. The, I don't know that. that like, why, Scott why said that, and I was it? like, Scott said that, and I was like, oh fuck, mm. she is probably. Um, she's not really doing anything else. Like, there's not really anything else for her to like no. realistically do on that show. Um, I wouldn't be against it. I'd like to see them run back again because I think Mariah's improved since their last yes. match. And I think they could do. She probably uh, wins stuff. too. I, was, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, which kind of sucks because I would like it if they didn't have both both champs lose mm. on every, uh, you know, uh, Dream Queendom. I'd prefer it if there was a bit more uh, sporadicness to it. But yeah I, I mean i'm cool with it like i'm not against mariah winning i feel like mariah is somebody that i miss out on like i forget about when it's like oh who's gonna be the next three top champions who's gonna be the next, you know like I, I always forget about mariah and mariah's definitely winning one of those belts uh soon yeah so I, I i wouldn't be totally against it um and yeah she did say after the match that she is the ace of starting yeah. like she said that and i was like i'm just like are you wait, 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 wait. you can't just say that bro like she's just like yeah yeah, I'm the ace. I don't know if you guys know about that. I'm the ace. And I was like, that's not something that you just throw out there, homie. Uh, but I respect the confidence. Love that for her. Um, now, the opening match of the actual show was Leo Rush, Yo, Yoshihashi, and Tomohiro Ishii beating Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Dick Togo, and Sho uh, when Leo Rush beat Dick Togo 
in seven minutes. I'm actually an idiot for calling House of Torture to win because I forgot Dick Togo does not win matches. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, Leah Rush and Yo work really well together. Okay. House of Torture is House of Torture. Um, whoever you are, if you've ever seen a House of Torture match, you have an opinion on them. Um, if you're Xavi, you like them. If you're most other people, you don't. Um, and that, yeah, Leo Rush and Yo used the 3K, the old Rupongi 3K finish to beat Dick Togo. Um, they, yeah, they work really well together. It's cool to see Leo Rush in there. Um, otherwise, you know, not much to take from. That's fair. Of Leo Rush, that's about all. Um, yeah. The next match on the show was Sayakamitani, Lady C, and Azami of Queen's Quest beating Himeka, Tekla, and Mai Sakurai of Del Mondo. Uh, Saya... This is when uh, Waka joined commentary, by the way. Yep. Uh, Saya pinned Mai Sakurai with a Firebird Splash in nine minutes. Uh, I thought this was kind of quite good. <laughs> like I remember just being like, wow, this, this had no right to go crazy, but it did. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was very fun. It was a solid match for sure. Um, interesting um, that Saya went with the Firebird and not the Phoenix. Yes. Um, I wonder is... when we're gonna see the Phoenix again because I assume she's losing MRI at Dream Queendom, so she won't hit it then, and she won't have any reason to to use it if she's not in title matches. So um, I have to wonder when we'll see the Phoenix Splash again. I fear that we have to wonder if we'll see the Phoenix Splash again. Uh, I don't know. I think she'll still she'll still do it. I, I I was I was watching this with with some some of the homies and we were talking about it uh, and they were like, nah, she went for it in the Kyrie match. She just didn't like hit it. So it's like it's still it's not like it's been like completely removed, mm. right? The idea of it is still existent. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is the match to hit it, but she didn't. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, like, they could just be going by the metric of, okay, Saya hits it to win championship matches. You know, like, that is that is yeah forehead, right? Like, that's just, like, she just doesn't hit it for anything else. Um, and I could get if they are going with that, but I am definitely more concerned today than I was a week ago about the state of the Phoenix Splash for Saya. Mm. That is fair. That is fair. Because, yeah, I feel like this this one where she would hit it, they they usually trot her out and have her hit it. On these new Japan shows, because people are like, "Oh my God, Phoenix Splash!" Now, maybe they didn't want her to hit it because of Ibushi. I think that's potentially a reason, because that was Ibushi's move, and they don't want people to think of Ibushi because of that whole stuff that went down. And that is how Ibushi injured himself. Yeah, so it is possible. It? Or was did he go for a forfeit? I think it was it was the Phoenix. Um, yeah. So I think it's possible that they were like, hey, listen, for this one show, just don't hit it. Yeah. Um, I get that. Uh but yeah, you know, I hope that she does keep it in her repertoire. Repertoire? <laughs> repertoire. I'm saying it wrong the worst every time. <laughs> um Repertoire. There we go. There we that go. was good. Hey. Um and then also in the post-match, Azumi said she has her eye on a very specific male partner to team with uh, next time they do one of these types of shows. Right. So that's definitely either Osprey or Hiromu. Um, Please be Hiromu. <laughs> oh, God. It would be cooler if it was Hiromu, but, you know, I know her and Osprey are pretty close. So Sadly, yeah. Never know. Um, the match after that then was Siri and Tom Lawler losing to Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Zack pinned Tom Lawler in 10 and a half minutes with a European clutch. Um, I Zack Saber Jr. versus Filthy God. Hell yeah! Based. Uh, I was so amazed when I saw Tom Lawler because 
He has he had the booty jean shorts, and he was coming out to some mm-hmm. hippie ass song with the most a man from the eighties glasses I've ever seen. And I was like, this 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 is a god. Like what? And then he rips off the booty shorts and he has even shorter booty shorts. He has booty short trunks. Like with God's Eyes logo on his ass. I like this this man is a god. Who why did nobody tell me about Tom Lawler? Like I thought he was no, some, I up. thought he was some boring MMA man who like no, was really no. bad, but he he's he's rocking booty shorts and he looks like he smokes the dopest weed from the eighties ever. And he's just out of his mind. And he made that gear. Like he, no he like he stylized that gear himself. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know if he like made it like the gear itself, but like he like stylized everything on the jean jacket and on the like he just yeah, he he's he's incredible. Like straight up during this match, um because and I, I didn't know how you'd feel about because he is a technical guy, but he's a good technical guy. I, I, I don't think that's unfair to say that he, he does the technical stuff really well. But during this match I was like, they need to get this guy a belt. Like they, they like, like I know he just lost the strong belt, but seriously, like give him the never belt. There is no reason why, like fucking Carl Anderson has a never belt. Just give it to Lawler, like straight up. Like there, there is no reason to not give it to Tom Lawler. Um, yeah, I, I, I and that's not even talk about the hijinks. I think he's a great wrestler, regardless. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely one of those guys that just like he's more than meets the high for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I did not ever expect him to be like this, but he, he is, he is such an icon. Um. Yeah, you know, booty shorts. What can I say? Um, and he, I, I thought he was good at wrestling. He, uh, he, he's very Joshi as a wrestler. He doesn't, uh, yeah. he doesn't do any of the other stuff. He's just very Joshi. Um, there was a lot of Julia and Siri in this. It feels like they barely tagged in. Like they were just doing yeah. this team. Was, this spots. was Tom and this was Tom. And yeah, Zach. like it was Tom and Zach. Like Julia and Siri did slap each other a little bit, but otherwise they were just doing the double team stuff, which is it's fine, but uh you know, I guess they wanted the the new Japan feud to take center stage a little bit and um It's it's not a feud. It, they, I think they just didn't want to give away too much. Yeah, well somebody told me they are feuding over whether uh the the oh, new edition Yeah, the George Michael. Yeah, and I was like that is I mean, I respect that honestly. Yeah. It's it's really funny. Um, I'm a big George Michael fan, so I'm just like, hey, don't disrespect my my guy like that. That's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I mean, I've all I've always liked Zach. Not always liked Zach. I actually hated Zach for a while. But I, I'm a big Zach fan as well. So um, I, I liked the stuff that they did. Um, but if you're not like into that, I can see why this match is a bit lower than the other um tag matches that we will see. But I, I really like this. One of my obviously, I think most people's favorite part was Tom Lawler. Uh, deciding to be a white knight for his favorite wrestler sherry um and like because julia was just slapping the shit out of her and then tom lawler gets in and is like hey hey stop stop hitting my stop she's so cool stop hitting her and then like sherry just kicks him like don't you dare try to help me i am a strong independent woman and then alk reunited for like Hell 15 yeah. seconds and i it was great and i think i think that like tom was probably marking out in that moment like realistically, he was like eating he that spent shit the entire match screaming on the inside. <laughs> like, yeah, he, you could tell he was so jazzed just by his entrance. And I was like, this is. Cute. I mean, he was he was he would do the God's Eye pose. He's like he's like this. Is, I, I love this. I love like you could just see the the joy in his eyes when he would do the the God's Eye pose. He would leave Team Filthy in a heartbeat if he could have fucking God's Eye accompany him to the ring in New Japan. Like he like <laughs> literally in a half a second. Um, and yeah, I thought the match was really good. 
Zach won with the Euro Clutch, yep. I think it is. Yes. Um, and yeah, then the post-match, um, which I have, I don't know, did, did you listen to my voice and watch the post-matches? No, I don't think so. God damn it. Okay, um, well, the post-matches were really funny for all three of these matches, and um, a bit, you know, interesting. Was it the post-match so I'll, I'll comments? Yeah, post-match oh, comments. Oh yeah, I forgot to, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's good, that's good. Um, yeah, so Shuri says that next time she will wear matching jorts and do the dance with Tom. Um, and I'm just like, thank you, Sherry. You're so like, you're so cool. Um, and then Tom just kind of gushed for like a minute and a half about how he got to team with his favorite wrestler and how, uh, losing can be okay. Um, because sometimes you get to live the dream, even if it doesn't go the way you want it to. And just like, he, he, he's randomly really fucking good at promos when he's in front of that new Japan thing, like in front of the new Japan paper, he just is absurd. Like he just like really like talks from the heart. It's great. Um, and then Zack Sabre Jr. actually said that he was also marking out to get to work with the Joshi wrestlers, saying his first um, or like his second or third tape as a child was Dream Slam, and he watched it over and over again. Oh. Um, and he said that uh, Julia, he expects Julia to main event the Tokyo Dome. Um, that was and crazy. He's, he's excited to watch it happen. And he also said, he also asked if he could join DDM. <laughs> and I was like, that's not what that okay then julia's like yeah sure we could swap gear and i was like that's also not what he said and i don't think that would work Ju- mm-hmm. okay um uh, yeah it was really awkward and funny but yeah it was it was really cute like post-match yeah that was nice uh the, the, the... my mother has delivered me wings oh that's so, nice yes. okay um yes. i feel like out of everybody these two were definitely the happiest to be teaming with the women everybody else was yeah. okay with it but oh no no tana tana was dead We'll, we'll talk about Well, Tana Tanahashi tips. was down to clown, but, you know, I feel like these two were, like, overwhelmingly happy to, to be doing it. So no, yeah. it was very nice. For sure. Um, I'm happy that they got Tom on the card. Um, yes. Because, I mean, they did fly him out, like, just for I'm, this. I don't think he's entirely. I am happy that I got to see Tom Lawler in his slow era, because I am now a fan. <laughs> so, uh, and he, yeah, he, seems to have re- he seems to have recognized that. Uh, vanity searching king. So <laughs> he's, he's he's very fun. I fucking love Tom Lawler. Yeah, honestly, did you see his reply to me? Or no? Oh I my did. god! What, what you missed say? everything. Yeah, because um. Okay, I have to I have to explain this to you now. Um, yeah, that's so... good. Hello, where is it? Okay. Oh, I lost the follower. Oh no! How 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 will I ever? Uh, dude, shut up. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, where is it? Hello. You tweet so goddamn I much. Do I? Uh, why don't I shut up? Um. All right. So I said, why is Tom Lar wearing booty jean shorts? Nobody told me he was in his slut era. And then I said, he has even shorter booty shorts on. And Tom replied with, <laughs> uh, "Kid Rock, welcome to the party." So. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Oh like, man, what a guy! Yeah. What a fucking like, guy! I didn't tag him or anything. I don't. I haven't tagged a wrestler in years. He just. Vanity searched and found it, <laughs> and was like, He's a legend. "Listen, I like the booty shorts." So, uh, good, good, good on Tom Lawler. Love that guy. He's uh, Scott Scotty's best friend. I like to make that joke. Uh, Scotty, <laughs> that was a, that was a great that was a great interview. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I'll give Scott his credit for that. I I love I I I was like in a really bad mood the day I came out and I listened to it and I was just like happy, oh. like just <laughs> just hearing my buddy talk to Tom Lawler and Tom Lawler just being fucking Tom Lawler. Like it was it was a great time. That's really fun. Um, sadly, we do have to move on from Filthy Tom. Uh, the next match was an eight-person tag match 
the team of Natsupoi, Tam Nakano, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Taichi beat Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, El Desperado, and Duki when uh, Taichi pinned Duki following the Black Mephisto. Um, they did do the big Meltier entrance, which was kind of cool. Uh, they had Taichi come the out and sing. masks. And then they had the masks, and they were singing. Uh, well, they didn't actually sing, but they were lip-syncing. They did their whole routine. And then Taichi was the big man defender, because uh, Watanabe and Kid tried to like stop them, and he was like, hey, you leave my women alone. So uh, go Taichi, honestly. What a king. Yeah, you know... A lot of people are very off-put by the Taichi and Tam stuff, which I get because it is a bit weird, especially like, especially with like the YouTube stuff. Like, if you watch them train together, I think it was weird, and like the post-match was a bit weird. But like, I think people are getting really weird about how they're being weird about it because they're always like, "Wow, Taichi's so such a perv." I'm just like, Tam is Tam is just as much perving on Taichi. Like that is like that is actively their relationship. Like we'll talk about it later, but yeah, I, I think Tam and Taichi together are really funny. I think I actually think everybody in this mass match fit the vibe very well. I loved the kid and uh, and Despy matches, or the masks rather. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked great, and yeah, I, I thought this match was really, fu- really, really funny. I loved that Kenny Car- Kanemaru's uh, Uncle Nobu is just a king, right? Like they, <laughs> like they were they were doing the entrances, and he's like, nah. Nah, I'm just I'm walking to the ring. I ain't, I ain't dealing with with all their shit. And he just sat there drinking while they did their whole masquerade singing entrance thing, and it was great. Um, oh, you know, I also jumped Nobu, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, he's like not selling. Like he's selling like the disbelief that these like five women are just beating the shit out of him. But he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> like just like in just like total disbelief. Um, and yeah, like he just no sold. Uh, Momo's kicks, which some people would be very upset about, but I thought it was like a pretty funny uh, little aspect of it. Um, and yeah, I thought the action was really well done. It was really, really fun. Despy was dead set on being the shit out of Natsupoi because he's just like all of us. <laughs> um, not all of us. He's just like everybody else. And <laughs> Poi and Ma- Poi and Nobu did the, did the double Centauri surprise, which I popped big for. And then Taichi Pindoki. Yeah. yeah. It w- it, this was kind of built more mostly around the the pairings doing the spots, you know, the big spots like uh, the Nobu spit yeah. and the uh, Taichi and Tam doing dual Mephistos. Like the, that was kind of the basis of the match. No, the dual super kicks, the thrust kicks. It w- they didn't do Mephistos. Okay. All right. I thought Taichi won with the kick. No. Oh. The Black Mephisto is the area crash. Oh, I didn't even notice he had a different move. <laughs> I thought he pinned them with the super kick. What? No. Dude, I just... How does that happen? I just... My, my brain just skipped 10 seconds of the matches, I guess. I don't know. It's really <laughs> strange. Um, but yeah, that, that was all right. Um, and then they, they all celebrated I, I would the say match. The post-match is way better. Um, so I, I am going to go through this. Not way better, but it was, it was really cool. After the match... First, it's, it's the masked Rudos, if you will, and Momo. Um, Doki's dead, so he's not in this post-match <laughs> stuff. Um, but Despy, like, they all go back. It's, it's Despy, Momo, and Kid. They go back, and Despy goes, um, says that they should do away with the mixed rules. And he's like, he tells Kid, he's like, hey, wouldn't it be, like, really cool to, like, go head-to-head against some of these, like, really big heavyweights? And Kid just looks at him and goes, nah, I'm good. I'm good with how we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like, I do not want to get my ass beat. <laughs> Please do not do that. And then she's like, no, but I would like to do this more and interact with the dudes more, blah, blah, blah. And Momo said she wants to train until her kicks are as strong as Tai Chi's because Tai Chi is the fucking goat. Shout out. Um, that is and yeah, that was offensive. I'm sorry. Like, what? <laughs> Momo, yeah. Momo washes Tai Chi. I'm sorry. Like, what is but her this? kicks aren't as strong just because it's Fuck like, a, you know, her kicks are better. <laughs> her kicks are better. No, I'm I not. Agree. I'm not accepting this. This is ridiculous. She's better than she washes. Okay. Sorry. That's bad. I I will say that I have had this discussion that uh I think you know I'm not gonna get into it. I don't want heat. I don't want heat. We're good. I think I will um, get heat because you know what this show was built entirely around the fact that the women are like secondary in almost every exchange. They were secondary, and you know the guys got to walk to the ring second usually because the guys are the stars and i was just like this is not happy with this not a fan of this so um say what you will but i do think some of the presentation was like oh haha the women want to they want to hit the men and then the dudes just like beat the shit out of them for it if they wanted to i think i think in this match the i think the momo stuff very specifically was like that but I would say other than that, I didn't really have well, an issue. Well, I mean, Tanahashi um, basically... <laughs> Tanahashi floored Micah, and I was like, all he had to do was hit him And then Micah, the, Micah fucking floored her. Yeah, floored him. It was of. great. I feel like it was definitely, though, I, like, I think, the women have to I think try that match, I think, really hard. and then I think that match was more... I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it. Um, but then it, then it changes. Then it shifts to um to the, the baby faces and Taichi and Nobu. Um. And Natsupoi seems very drunk mm. after a single sip of Suntory because now she she likes Suntory, I guess. Um, and even Tam's like, "Damn, your face is red. You had a, you you spit out the only sip you had. What the fuck?" But she's just like cuddling with her with her bottle of whiskey now. Um, that's actually my my Discord picture now is her with the bottle mm-hmm. of whiskey. Um, it's very funny to me. And then <laughs> Tam says, "Hey, uh, so." Do you, oh he she accuses Taichi of being in love with her, um and then Taichi's like, because Taichi had this big thing with uh, Kota Ibushi about like love being dead and love being terrible and like uh, he hasn't felt love in years all this shit so that's like his entire thing and he goes on like this tirade about like how maybe love is just being around the people that you care about the most and like you know human affection and you know human touch and all that and one of the reporters laughed and he's like hey who the fuck just laughed (laughs) he's like how fucking dare you i'm bearing my heart for this shit and it was really funny everybody was just like "Uh um and then taichi suggested that they do a mixed tag tournament and introduce mixed tag titles which i don't necessarily fully see the tag titles coming in but i could see them doing a mixed tag tournament um (laughs) at some point What? I just saw an a- Which part are you laughing at? No, I just saw AW announce that um, we will show the incident between Jade Cargill and rap star Bow Wow from his concert. I, There's no way. I swear what to God. What the The official AW oh, account brother. just said, oh my God, that is so... <laughs> They're doing it. These motherfuckers are always working. This is so funny. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I just like... <laughs> it's it's, You're it's good. such an absurd You're graphic. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Damn. Now I'm like Tai Chi, being like, "Why are you laughing? Hey, hey, I'm poor, my." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Natsupoi and Nobu told them to stop being weird. But yeah, Tai Chi suggested a mixed tag tournament and mixed tag belts. Um, 
Tanahashi kind of echoed the sentiment, which I'll talk about later, but it's definitely a possibility. Mm. Excuse me. Um, Tam and Taichi kept being weird. And then Natsupoi was like, Hey, hey, Uncle Nobu, you wanna you wanna do something fun for celebration? And Nobu's like, Yeah, we should we should like go drink this whiskey. And he, she's like, No, I mean like something like like fun and active. Like let's go like rock climbing or something. And and Nobu just goes, I try not to move my body too much when I'm not wrestling. And I was like, Wow. I standing ovation, <laughs> standing ovation for Uncle Nobu. I get it, man. I I might not be like 48 or 50 or however old he is, but I get it. Um, Because I, too, try not to move my body too much. I agree. Um, But, yeah. Mainly, the big thing out of this is Taichi suggesting mixed tag tournament and tag belts. Um, Which, honestly, uh, uh, Tam and Natsupoi also suggested uh, IWGP tag belts, like, for the women. And I don't think that will ever happen. But I can see a mixed tag tournament uh, happening. And I don't even think I... I don't know how many belts we need between, like, women's and, and dudes and New Japan. Um, I I think but, I think that the mixed stuff is going to keep going. Like, yeah, that, that's going to be their biggest yeah. thing. So I am cool with mixed tag belts. I don't see it, like they don't need any other like they don't need the oh IWGP women's mm-hmm. tag belts. Like I don't think that like who cares? But like having a tournament, you know, having a tag tournament for the mixed tags, um, especially after what uh, Tanahashi said later, because he's very very much wants uh, full integration of women and men. Oh, Not, wow company-wise, but, like, he wants there to be no rules. He wants to do a singles match with Utami. Um, he, he's, like, very much on the intergender side of things. And if anybody's going to get that done, it's going to be him. So I can see them doing more of that, like, mixed tag and maybe, probably not intergender stuff. I think that was just him kind of talking out of his ass, but I, I could definitely see them doing a lot of mixed tag stuff going forward, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what they're going to do. Um... Because it's the easiest way to to do stuff, really, and get pop the crowd is by having them do spots. And you know, uh, some of the loudest reactions were when you know I think Micah hit the suplex on Tanahashi. So there is that little factor of oh my god, she hit him. Um, that's still kind of there. So I mean, yeah, I, I think mixed tag stuff or mixed tag belts would be pretty cool. I I, I don't mind them. I think I think that like. There, there's an argument to be had that like this is mainly just because it's a first time thing and that's why it's so hot. But I also think that they could actually work very well together. Yeah. Um, well, just like everybody naturally. likes like, this isn't like a... like people will lie to you, but everybody likes new things. And ultimately, yeah, more women on the shows is a new thing and it's a freshening up, right? Because you're not going to get them on the on the mm-hmm. tour shows, but if they bring them in for the big shows, it is different and people like different. Um. So I can definitely see there being some interest from people in having, you know, more, especially Tanahashi. Because Tanahashi doesn't really do much anymore because, you know, they don't, you yeah. know, they have enough main eventers now. So, I mean, shit, why not have them just, like, team with Utami on a pay-per-view and, and wrestle some dude, you know? So I, I definitely see why there's probably a, a offer something different and it definitely offers something for some of these guys to do when they're outside the tile picture. Um, so yeah, I, I can definitely see it going for both sides. I think it's uh, for New Japan, especially. I think it's very good. I think it's very refreshing on their end. And for Stardom, obviously, yeah. they get the the attention of being on New Japan shows. Um, but, you know, speaking of Tanahashi, the next match was Utami Hayashishta and Hiroshi Tanahashi 
beating Micah and Hiroki Goto in nine and a half minutes when Utami pinned Micah with the hijack bomb. Um, yeah, this was definitely the one where the women most wanted to just fight the dudes. Like, every chance they got, Utami and Micah were trying to hit Goto and Tanahashi. They even briefly had a stare down between the, the opposing genders where Utami almost looked like she was about to club Hiroki Goto and like beat his ass. It was very funny. Would have been based. Um, honestly, I want Utami versus Goto. I think it'd be so funny because she would beat him. Like she, she'd beat him, and she deserves to. <laughs> it would be really funny. Um, but yeah, that was that was great throughout the match. Was how much like everybody just wanted to fight each other. Uh, Tanahashi smacked the shit out of Micah at one point. Um, Bro, Tanahashi did more man on woman violence than any other dude on this entire yeah. show. Like that's crazy. He said equal like, that, rights, that's really equal funny. fights. I don't, I don't care. Oh, 100%. Uh, one, one love, one punch. That's it. Um, yeah, he was, he was going for it. Um, uh, yeah, Utami and Micah were great down the stretch too. They, uh, they, they were really fun. I feel like if you've never seen them before, Mi- you are probably impressed. Goto have a funny, have a funny team name now. Oh no, what uh, is that? What? I'm trying to find it. Um, where the fuck? Peps, like, re- there it is, there it is. Um, the city that never sleeps, <laughs> or nightless city, or sleepless town. Um, because I don't know, because Utami kept making fun of uh, Goto's sleeping habits, and then I'll, I'll talk about the post match later that that Micah also talked about that a little bit. But yeah, the match itself, I really liked. Utami parted her hair the way Tana does, um, and she gave him the rose. The vibes were just great. Um, and yeah, Micah and Utami. Did the did most of the stuff so like in comparison to the tom lawler match uh this was mainly the women kind of doing all of that type of stuff uh i'd say that i say they had a good spread where it's like mostly the dudes but with a lot of, with some women integration full integration where they're both kind of like everybody's doing a bunch of shit and then uh this match was mostly the women with the dudes supplementing stuff i thought that was a good kind of flow of the card um i'd say all three matches were great but yeah it was it was fun um, it just became completely intergender at one point, right? Like you said, is that it's like Micah hit the fucking suplex. I, I loved, I, I love intergender wrestling. I, I don't know if you guys could tell, but growing up, not growing up, but like maybe four years ago when I wanted to become a wrestler, my dream match was, well, when I was younger, my dream match was against Kenneth LeRae. And then my dream match became against Azumi. So I've always been a big fan of intergender wrestling. Um, and I really love the dynamic here. And yeah, Utami got to do the air guitar to concert with Tana. Um, and Tana really put her over um, overall, so that was really fun. Yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoyed this one, um, and you could definitely tell that Tana was into it. Like he was, he was a super. He was enjoying himself, and uh, so was Utami. So um, you know, um, good stuff. And uh, and then post match, yes. very briefly, since honestly we don't have to talk about the fucking New Japan matches. There's not much. Praise Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I have brief notes on each of them that I will go through, but, you know. Um, yeah, so after the match, Micah gloats about hitting a suplex on Tanahashi despite literally being unable to walk because Utami fucked her up. Um, she's, like, she's, like, hunched over, like, on the ground, like, I still suplexed him, though! <laughs> I got him! <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, and then she's, like, she she says, Okay, Goto, we both need to get a good night's rest it was it was like 6 p.m. at this point. We need to go home and get net rest. We could wake up and then we'll think of a of a team name tomorrow, right? Um, and that's when at like four in the morning, 
Micah's tweets at Goto, like, I couldn't sleep. We need a team name now. And she's like, we are we are sleepless in the city or the seep, the city that never sleeps or whatever, which is cute. Um, and everybody kind of laughed at that. And then Utami and Tana, which, as I already said, some of the more interesting stuff. Utami starts her statement by saying, it was great working with Stardom for the first time today. And then she just stops and Tana just looks at her. And Tana, she's like, Utami, you work for Stardom. I work for New Japan. That's your company. And she's just laughing, like getting scolded like by a father. Like she's just like, oh man, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I said that from my idol, bro. What the fuck? Like everybody was laughing. It was it was a good time. Um and then yeah, Tanahashi says that they should uh be more flexible with intergender tags and they should really lay off the mixed rules because I think he's like, I think it would be way more interesting to be way more unique and be full on flexible with this sort of thing. And then uh Utami or I forget who said it, but somebody said, um, I I want to tag with them again. And then I think Utami said, I want to tag with them again. And Tanahashi's like, Yeah, or we could, you know, have a singles match. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> and then Tommy's like, A handsome battle, you say. Hmm. That would be fun. And then they just kinda laugh about it and walk away. But still, like the fact that Tanahashi brought up the idea of having a singles match against a woman is kind of insane. Like that's not especially like a Tanahashi. Yeah, especially for the biggest company in Japan. I feel like that's so yeah. Like, and and it's one thing for Despi to say it. It's one thing for Taichi, and you know, like, but mm-hmm. Tanahashi is. If anybody's gonna get this shit, like, get intergender wrestling on the card, it's gonna be Tanahashi. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, that's where I was surprised. I was like, damn, he's like, he's kind of going hard for this. Like, he's campaigning for this type of thing, um, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll happen. Obviously the wrestlers in the company kind of have that disconnect where they say shit sometimes and the company's like we are never doing <laughs> that what why the fuck would you say that you idiot um but the fact that tana said it is way more has way more weight than pretty much anybody else saying it so it's interesting yeah i suppose i think some of it might just be that bushi road was like hey listen put over the girls a lot we need this company to do well and the best way to do that is be bit by these guys being like yeah i'd love to wrestle the women you know because yeah. it makes the women look equal to, to the to the guys so i could i could see it maybe as being a thing from the top where they were like hey listen i don't care what you feel about intergender wrestling put over the fact that these girls are really good you know to to help change mm-hmm. that perception for for women's wrestlers so I, I i think some of it might be a political move um and some of it probably is their genuine feelings because I feel like some dudes just don't give a shit because it's fake anyway. They don't really care who they're selling for. Um, but, you know, I, I think some of it might just be uh, from the top being like, hey, listen, put stardom over. So um, I don't know how much to read into it and how much to not, but that's up to, yeah. to other people to decide. Um, now, the next match on the card was the United Empire team of Gideon Gray, Francesco Akira, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP beating Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito of LIJ uh, when Kyle Fletcher pinned Bushi with the uh, Coriolis. I, I have no idea what that is. It's the it's the fucking Aussie. Oh, sure. the, the spinny double team. The washing machine. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, T- TJP looks like he's like about to cosplay Pete Wentz or something. Like, what's he? What's he got going yeah, on I here? He looks like he's fallen out of a 2004 Fall Out Boy concert. Yeah, he's apparently, according to my friend, he 
him and Akira complement each other better than they are usually, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I, I, from what I've seen, they are better together than they are separate because they're both kind of uh, TJP's not good and Akira is just pretty boring. Right. So as a tag team, I, I apparently they're pretty good. As for this match, I do not have a single thing to say about the in-ring work, um, but I do have a lot to say about the commentary. Because holy shit, was this shit funny. It was so fucking funny. Kevin was explaining. was Kevin was burying Gideon Gray to Waka. He was explaining Gideon Gray's entire thing to Waka. He, he explained what a mark is and called Gideon Gray a mark, right? To the point where Waka started feeling bad. So she was cheering for Gideon Gray. Oh, no. Because he was just getting his ass beat, and Kevin was just burying him, and like Gideon get, gets gets his ass beat, right? And then Waka just goes, "Is he okay?" And Kevin goes, "No." And I was like, "God damn, <laughs> what the fuck just happened?" And then and then Kevin tried to convince Waka to call Gideon ugly, and Waka's like, "No, he's not that bad." And I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now? What are what am I listening to?" And I just I just can't like the match was whatever. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. But it was so funny. Like, the Gideon Gray hijinks was so fucking funny, I couldn't handle it. That was all I got. After the match, um, Shingo and Naito kept beating the shell of Gideon and stole his jacket. Um, great. Because modern-day muggers, you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't care about the match itself, but the Gideon Gray stuff was really, really funny. Commentary is really funny. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I thought the English commentary was really bad. This is probably my first chance to say it. I I, I hated it. Um, yeah, it, it's I'm I'm all right with they it. Are, but I will they say are very that, bad. Like, there are certain aspects of it over. They're really see they they over explain everything. I feel like that's really annoying. Like you, you sometimes you can just I, leave I don't it even, alone. And but they don't. They get yeah. They get very facetious about yeah. things. Like they get very like. Like over the top to the point where I'm just like, okay, now this feels stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I know wrestling's stupid, but now this feels more stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and they used to be good at that sort of thing, but they—I don't know if it was like recent. Um, they've never been like great, but like, I always liked the Chris Charlton uh, edition because he—he kind of just had like all of the nerd facts that I personally like. But something about like the main event, there were certain times where I was like, okay, this feels like forced it feels like you're forcing it a bit too oh, much oh yeah i will i will i will, I will move there i swear to god i have some thoughts um but listen we'll get to that we have to get yeah. through this we are like going long yeah. um so the next match was great muta's final njpw match it was great muta kazuchika okada and toro yano defeating great okan jeff cobb and aaron hanare of the united empire okada pinned hanare in just under 10 minutes with a rainmaker so um they did a finisher rush on. Yeah. Um, all of them kind of hit their shit. Um, Keiji Muto doesn't do great Muto anymore. He just is Keiji Muto who randomly decides, oh yeah, I have to walk weird. Mm. That's that's it, right? Like, it's it's not great. This match was bad, I would say. Yeah. Um, the only, like, truly, like, actively terror, like, just, there is no reason to watch this, period, um, in my opinion. And, yeah, the the... Great Muda's New Japan career is officially ended. Good. All right. The next match was the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay defended against Shota Umino. Uh, Ospreay defeated Umino in 23 and a half minutes with a storm breaker. Yeah, I did sadly watch this match. Um, Yeah. I have to to give the asshole his due. Um, The Hayabusa gear. 
clean. Yes. Um, and it, it's all for it's all for like it's all for the uh, the Hayabusa family. That's cute. Like his his daughter and whatnot. So I, I was like, you know what? I give Will lost shit. He deserves a lot of shit, but that was a really nice tribute, and I I, I thought it was really sweet of him. Yeah. Um, and so, then he yeah. uh, he bored and the match. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was not the match for Umino. You know, I mean, like, cause like I liked some of what I saw. Uh, I was like, oh, he he kind of like Umino just has a, like a unique way of wrestling. I think. Um, and I was like, I I'm kind of interested, but it just felt like you were waiting for Will to do more Will stuff, and then the Will stuff wasn't very good, and it went. They, quite they asked Will Osprey to do a an overwrought dramatic story about Shota Umino's dad, and it completely yeah. fell on its face. And uh, like, why wasn't this Suzuki? If, if like, I feel like I feel like Shota versus Suzuki would like like because Suzuki could sell that type of shit. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't think Osprey. Dude, can. Os- I mean, I I think the over dramatics are pretty yeah. dumb. But like, if they were gonna do it, they should have somebody that like, kind of gets the vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care, but I feel like if I was a New Japan fan, I'd be like, why did Shota Umino come back just to get absolutely geeked and thrown to the side? I feel like. Yeah. It got. It got what's, bad. Like, what's like even he... the point? Like, he was literally his dad wanted to end the match because his son was getting the shit kicked out of him so badly. Like that. That oh, just makes him look see, like. See, the a reason thief. for that. Like, I'm sorry. The reason for that is the last time they had a singles match, his dad, like, Red Shoes, did call it. Um, because that's even worse. You keep calling your kids matches. Like, you're you're telling me you think your kid's a loser. Like, what is this? Oh my god, it's so. Well, that was the point, is to be like, no, I'm not a loser, Dad. Which I still think is really yes. dumb. It was, like, it's not a good story it's to come terrible. back to. Especially when Ren Narita comes back and is like, I am the second coming of fucking God in this company. I'm going to win that new belt. Fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. And Umino's like, no, Dad, don't. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop. I, I want to do this myself. And I was like, this guy is cool. Like, I, he could be cool. Just let him be cool. Like, I don't get it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you um... know, match wasn't great. No, I, I I only watched this because I was watching live, waiting for Mayu versus Kyrie, and um, yeah. I, this was in the way, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it. Uh, like Will wasn't as bad as I remember him being, but I I don't think I will ever enjoy him. He there's good. Will has good stuff. He it's but he's not a it's good too wrestler. Much like there was that point where he like was yeah, forearming the shit out of the back of Umino's head, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's yeah. what's the point here? Um, like what's anyway, that's he did he did the old Cassius Ono finish, yeah, and I was like, you really watched FCW tapes to steal a move from Chris Hero at the lowest point of his mm-hmm. career? That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, that was. And then Kenny appeared and called Will Ospreay the real coronavirus. <laughs> Dude, I was like, talk your shit, Kenny. Honestly, like, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I, I told Scott this that like this match. The Kenny, the Kenny, the Kenny Will story is a way more on the nose version of Mayu versus Kyrie, mm. and the wrong person's gonna win both of them in inverse ways. Um, well, because like Will Osprey and Mayu have the similar vibe, where it's like I've been here, motherfuckers. Like you left. No, not the same vibe in any <laughs> other way except for the fact that Will Osprey's <laughs> like, no, I stayed. Fuck you. Oh my god, that is. That I know is it is. I didn't mean it like that, but I mean like this way that they are placing these like. Say Will Ospreay is not anything except for character A in a, in this is, plot, isn't he, and Kenny isn't is character he a B. Heel? Why is he doing the? Apparently not. Like, that's really funny though. 
He's the face okay. of this. So we yeah. just saw him heal on show to Umino. And he he's leading he's... a heal faction. But they also but... like actively buried the United they States did. Championship. I thought that was funny. Because they're like there's like they're like none of this matters. Only Will Osprey yeah. matters. And I was like, that's crazy. That is a crazy way to say it. Oh my god, yeah. So this is what this is why I don't watch New Japan. I just feel need to put that out there. That's like, about <laughs> I, I it's that's one thing. I know we're going long, but I will say the offer, like the offer matches from New Japan were like the worst offer matches they could have given. Oh, they half like, they, these, like they half arsed it so bad. Like they like, like they, they, they threw Shota to the wolves. They did a bunch of like nobody gives a shit tags. And um, they 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 just put Will in a singles match so they could do the Kenny challenge like that that was it. Um, they really half-assed yeah. it in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it was three back-to-back United Empire matches. That is crazy. Yeah, like who who, who every member this? of the United who, Empire got on the screen. Who wants this? <laughs> Nobody. Not even New Japan no. fans have to want this. That is oh my god. Anyway, I don't want to talk about New Japan anymore. The main event of no. the show was the IWGP Women's Championship match. Kyrie defeated Mayu Iwatani in just under 26 minutes with the insane elbow. Oh boy. Yeah, this one caused a lot of problems. So, Kyrie is our in- inaugural IWGP Women's Champion. As of last week, I was on here saying that would be the wrong choice. Today, I am still saying it was the wrong choice. But, okay, WWE, I'm blaming WWE on this, all right? WWE and its fan base ruined the oh. idea that you can say, I did not want this person to win. Because now if you say that, people assume you're boycotting the company and need to rationalize it to you. Like, I wanted Mayu to win. Or they call you, they say that you just don't like WWE yeah. for some reason. Yeah, like people are like, oh. Because Kyrie is, is well, everybody knows Kyrie was yes. trained in WWE. Oh, of course, of course. Like, <laughs> They knew her before we did, obviously. Of course. Because <laughs> uh. um, people were just like, why are you even upset that Kyrie won? It's like, because I wanted Mayu to win. Is not that simple? Is that not all you need? Like, when my favorite football team loses, I am upset. Just like when Mayu yeah. loses, I am not happy. <laughs> like, that was it. Like, I wanted Mayu to win. And truth be told, I did think Mayu was a better option in a lot of ways than Kyrie. Yes. Uh, Kyrie isn't a bad option, though. I feel like that needs to be put out there. Kyrie, like Kyrie's right. a very talented woman, big star, all that. Um, but I did want Mayu to win, and I think a lot of the discourse that followed this was really annoying because you couldn't just say I wanted Mayu to win because she is the underdog and I love her. Like you couldn't just say that. People would rationalize it to you. Um, but like, yeah, I I still think. Mayu winning was the better choice because she is the best wrestler. Like she is better than Kyrie. I don't think that's a that's like, a stretch. I right? think I I will say I know that you had obviously many issues with the commentary, but I will th- I think that the commentary set yes, me up for even that, more failure that, we, I, because will, they told the story. Don't you worry <laughs> that Mayu should yes, win. We, like they they told the story like oh yeah Mayu is fighting to be the number one wrestler in the company's mm-hmm. history, which is yeah. true. Mayu vacated her belt, yeah. which is true. Mayu has a movie coming out about how she overcame being the being a failure as a child and how she had to deal with the fact that Io Shirai and Kyrie always overshadowed her, and she overcame that by being the... And then yeah. she lost. Not and, and they had Waka crying on commentary. Full Akemi mode. Full Akemi yeah, she... mode. <laughs> Fucking Waka went full Akemi. 
just crying her eyes out. Tears saying, come on, Mayu. Cheering Mayu on as the finishing stretch. Like, they had Waka crying for Mayu, and then she lost, right? So that whole thing was just, oh my god. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And then going back to the original point, uh, I think I still think Mayu would have been a better option. To me, she's a better wrestler. Yes. I don't think that's crazy to say. And ultimately, no. great matches are what's going to earn you new fans. Um, so I do think Mayu not only would have had better matches than Kyrie is going to have, uh, she would have better matches with the foreign wrestlers as well. Because I feel like if this belt yes. is going to go to America at all, I trust Mayu a lot more than I trust Kyrie. I also think Mayu is more capable of doing high spots, mm-hmm. which if I'm right, I think that that's going to be kind of the slot that the women's championship is going yeah. to take on these new Japan shows is it's not going to be this main event every yeah. single time where it's like, they could like do the long drawn out kind of like story. Like Mayu can do mm-hmm. flips. She could do moonsault. She can do the crazy ass uh, suicide dive. She could drop someone on their head, beat the shit out of them. Kyrie doesn't really do that. I mean, she can, I mean, the Saya match is a perfect example. Like she, she's capable of doing that, but like, she's not going to do that with Tam. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that match is going to be very like methodical. It's going to be good. I'm sure. But that's not, I think Mayu could have gotten a more exciting match, which is what yes. you need for this belt. She can get a more exciting match out of, out of, especially foreigners, like you said. Um, but she can get a more exciting match out of pretty much anybody um, if she's really putting her mind to it. So, yeah, I, I, I agree yeah. with the idea that it was probably a Mayu belt. To, yes. You know. um, and I mean, look, again, the, pos- the positives of Kairi are she's a big star, uh, looks amazing every time she gets to make her entrance fantastic gear makeup is always great you know very eye-catching wrestler um and she you know she did have two of her best performances this weekend so maybe she'll keep that going on a fractured yeah. ankle or whatever. yeah so which is also a concern yes she's um, very uh... <laughs> is that every single time she has trained to wrestle she has injured herself yeah that's not um, ideal since she's been um, back so I don't know. I feel like, like, look, Kyrie isn't a bad choice, but Mayu was the better choice. Um, but Ky- Kyrie yes. has her own positives that that come with going with her over over Mayu, and um, there was no terrible option here. This wasn't Mayu or Alpha Female, right? Like this was Mayu or Kyrie. Yeah. Um, so while I do think Mayu would have been a better inaugural champion, you know, Kyrie is. Uh, she'll she'll fly the flag for stardom quite well uh, when all is said and done. Now, the match. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a few different schools of thought on the match because if you're like us and we're really into it, I feel like this is an amazing, engrossing, dramatic contest, right? Like, I was, I was yeah. sat there with my hands over my face at some points with the oh, drama. Um, if you're not into it, I can see it maybe falling a little behind because I don't think Kyrie's performance in this one was as good as on Gold Rush. I think Mayu completely like washed her in that capacity. I thought Mayu had one of her best I think matches every, in a long time. I think every day since this match, I have looked back at it and thought uh, it was slightly worse see, than I remember. Take take away you know, the back like, fists. Not not so slightly that's, worse. This is my thing. Take the back yeah. fists away from Kyrie. And I don't really remember a lot of what she did, right? 
she did a she did a, a shotgun spear yeah. that looks like a concussed that, yes my that's yeah. that's the only other other than the backfist that, those are the three moves yeah. i remember her doing. so like i can see if people aren't like us because i thought it was amazing right very engrossing match uh, mm-hmm. very interesting but if you aren't like that i can see this maybe falling a bit short for you because i didn't think yeah. Kyrie was as good as mayu um although they had a great match regardless i feel like most people would agree um but yeah, I think okay. it's going to be interesting to see how the New Japan fans really come in about this one, because obviously they don't care as much as we did. Um, so while we might think it was an amazing match and it was deeply interesting, they might go, well, that Kyrie one didn't do much. Um, so we'll have to wait and see there. But I thought it was fantastic. I thought Mayu had one of her best performances in a long time. Uh, she had the big match red gear. She had the big match theme, even though it was dubbed over. Uh, Kyrie had fantastic red gear as well. Um, like I think they both put their best foot forward um, in terms of just making themselves feel important. Because I feel like you can't come away from this not interested in both of them in some way. Like they really, yeah, they really stepped up to the occasion. You know. I mean, I, I'll I'll say this: that I say. Oh, I want wrestling to make me feel things. And I know everybody makes jokes about how it's like, oh, this Cosmic Angels or Cosmic Rules match, ha ha. Oh, he's 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 a perv. Like, no, that's like what I mean by that is matches like this, where when Mayu hit the two-step dragon suplex and it was in the ropes, my heart literally fucking sank. You know what I mean? And I just like I felt every aspect of this fucking yeah. match. Right? Like I when 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 Waka started crying, I start like I didn't start crying, but I was just like, "Oh, that doesn't feel good, right?" Like I feel just very emotional about this match, and I felt incredibly emotional about this match. That's what I mean is that it's like it's when a match is incredibly emotionally captivating, it automatically like gets boosted up a million times on my scale because that's the most important thing about a wrestling match, in my opinion. Um, but I will say that there were certain aspects of the match that I don't think were great, bell to bell. Um, I thought it was a great match regardless. I mean, I think they did, did a really well, good job. But uh, Bell to Bell, it might have, you know, if I, this is one of those matches that I won't watch back because if I yeah. did, I'd probably be like, oh, that was all right. You know, I mean, not all, it was, it was a great match. But comparative to this being like my second favorite match of the year, if I watch it back, I'll be like, I don't know. You know, what yes. I mean, like that, that's kind of where I'm at. It was definitely an in the moment type of thing. Um, and then Kyrie won and it just felt mm. empty. Right? Well, like I don't know. I feel like heartbreak is an okay thing to feel, but the issue yeah. with this belt is it's going to be defended so infrequently. I don't know if you can build a chase, right? Because if I had confidence that this was going to be a chase for Mayu, I think I would be oh, okay. Oh, it's not. I don't think but it like is. this. This is going to be defended. We don't know how often, right? In a different company, it's hard to really get a feel for how that's going to come into play. Because, you know, the, the the entire commentary was Mayu has to overcome this, right? Because Kyrie has a story, I think, but they never told it at any point, right? Like, this was always Mayu's thing. She was the one in Shoe Pro saying, My, you know, Kyrie left, I hate her. She was the one the commentary was putting over. She was the one that had Waka crying for her. Like, it felt like everything was building to the Mayu win. And if I had confidence that they were going to come back to it, I think I would be less upset, but instead I'm just left with this. Oh well, my, f- you know, the favorite lost, and that's just it, you know. And I also, I think it might just be like a situational thing. Mm. 
where it's like if Mayu came back and won it six months from now, I feel like it wouldn't mean as much yeah. because of how this was built as like it, it really did feel like Mayu was fighting for her status as the number one wrestler mm-hmm. in company history. And then she just simply lost. Right. And it's like, yeah, she could beat Kyrie again. She what they have a tied record yeah. all time. It's not like Kyrie is like so far and away better than my like that's not what this proved. It, it's not even about it just felt like in that moment, Mayu needed to be presented as stardom. Right. She mm-hmm. is the she because she is. I think everybody can agree on that, that for the past 11, 12 years, she has been stardom, that she is the heart, soul, the fucking every gear in the fucking every cog in the fucking machine, everything. She is stardom. And I think her losing here was like the first time that I was like, damn, she she really needed that. Yeah. Just she, I don't know. Like, and it's not that she needed the belt. It's not that she need, it just it just felt like she needed that win and she didn't get it. And that was a shame. Yeah. Um and then Tam came out and I <laughs> got did. really you, upset. You were very um, funny. <laughs> no, I was in the call Dude, with you. I was you were just like Oh, were yes, you? Did you hear uh, that? You were I'm not okay. This is not okay. Like I'm suing for help. Like this is not okay. <laughs> um No, yeah, cuz like and it's not even like a Tam issue. I mean, I know I always like rip on Tam, but like really Tam's not a bad yeah. wrestler, but like when you think about my idea, I, I, I'm thinking, oh, like, Mayu versus Tam would be a good yeah. Wrestle Kingdom match, I think. Because, I mean, that has a lot of history to it. It's really, in, like, I'm interested in that. It might not be the greatest match, but at least I have, like, an interest in that. Um, Kairi versus Utami would have been a great Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, and then they decide, and we already saw Mayu versus Utami a couple weeks ago. That was a phenomenal match. And of those four we get the match I am the least interested in, which I understand it will be a really good match. And I understand people are interested in it. I have no, there's no reason for you not to be interested in it. But personally, I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, of course you do that. Like, God damn it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I am, you know, my perspective is that I think Tam will have Kyrie's best match. I feel like that's going to be great. Yeah. I, I think Tam, I feel like everybody has rolled over for Kyrie so far to a degree. Uh, whereas Tam won't. Tam will fight her back, and I think that'll be really cool to see. So, um, I fear it gets too NXT. I, I don't know. I feel like it's not going to get enough time. Like, I feel like you have to remember this is competing with Okada versus Jay, which is getting like 50. It's competing with Omega versus Osprey, which is definitely going like 40. That's before you include the tag belts, Naito, uh, any AW wrestlers they want to bring over, the junior stuff, like. There's going to be a lot of competition. Carl Anderson's match. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of competition. I would say Kyrie and Tam guess like 15, which I think is maybe sweet spot for Tam. So I, I think it could be... Um, 15 I think it generous. could be Kyrie's best match to date if it gets, you know, 15 to 18. Because um, I don't see them getting 25 again. Like, they're not going to get as much time as this. Um, so I don't know about that. But um, yeah, I think Kyrie and Tam is going to be Kyrie's best match in since her comeback um and yeah like ultimately was i upset that Kyrie won yes is that okay yes am i boycotting stardom no <laughs> like you know as much as um i wanted mayu to win i think mayu is one of the best wrestlers to have ever walked this planet i think it was her moment um you know sometimes results don't go your way and that's fine um but you know i, I like ultimately i think you know if if this are in stardom fans, then that's that's the that's the goal, right? Like if this match 
or if Kyrie is champion, converts people to stardom. That's what they're going for. I don't know if that's going to do this. We'll have to wait and see, as I said. I want to hear what New Japan fans think more so about this than us, because obviously Joshi fans were going to like it anyway. Um, I want to know what the, the work rate guys will think of this, because they're the ones who are going to, you know, Im- you know, improve stardom's audience. So um, I think there's a yeah. lot to wait wait on with this one and just wait and see. Um, but yeah, as, as a stardom fan, for now, um, just good that Mayu lost, and that's okay. Um, and hopefully she does get this belt eventually, because I, I do think she's, you know, she's still got one of those, like, all-time, you know, best wrestler ever runs in her, and it would be cool if that could take place in New Japan, where I think she could really wow people. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope that she gets the artist belts with Koguma mm-hmm. Nizuki next month. Um, even though that match isn't official, I feel like that's the match that they should definitely do. Yes. Um, and yeah, after the match, I don't know how much of the post-match you saw uh, with Utami, but it was really fucking funny. Um, Utami's my goat. There's a reason. Um, <laughs> so Kyrie, you know, talks for a while. So in the post-match, Utami, fucking hilarious, straight up. Um, Kyrie talks for a bit, talks about how she fucked up her ankle or whatever, strained her ankle um, before the match, blah, blah, blah. Tommy comes in, clapping, saying, congratulations, Kyrie, that's so dope, you won. And she's like, you know, I, I, I lost in the tournament, so I'm not going to challenge you for the belt. But I'm going to challenge you, because I think I'm better than you. And I want that belt in the future, so the least I could do is beat the very first champ in her first match after winning the belt, whatever. And then Kyrie's like, okay, uh, that, that works, and Utami's like, sumo hall, sumo hall. And they agree. And then Kyrie's like, well, he said congratulations. Aren't you going to celebrate with me? What the hell? And Utami like hands her a beer. And is like, congratulations. And Kyrie's like, I don't, I don't drink. And Utami's like, oh, okay. And then they like talk for a second. And then Utami's like, like well, she picks up a beer. I'll cheers you to, to the match. And then she cheers Kyrie. And she just chugs the entire beer while Kyrie just looks at it. Because she's like, I'm not drinking this. And Utami's just chugging the beer like a fucking Chad. And she's just drinking it. She sets it down. She goes, you know, that was an early gift to myself for beating the first IWGP Women's Champion. God damn. And then she walks away. And I was like, that is the fucking GOAT right there. Like, I was, I, I was, I was with it, bro. It was so fucking good. Like, I heard, like, people were saying, like, oh, yeah, Utami, like, chugged a beer. Um, in front of Kyrie, like she t- she stole one of the celebration beers and she chugged it. I was like, oh, that's so cool. When I watched it and I saw the subtitles and I saw what was... absurd, absurd. Utami and I'm really upset that she she's gonna be pirate. Yeah, for Utami unlocking a whole but level crazy. of cool is is unfair to everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's great. Um, that match is going to a draw, definitely though, right? Like they're not. Oh, you think it's going to a draw? I thought it was just. I thought. Kyrie's I can't see them protecting her. Kyrie, but not Utami. Or sorry, I can't, I, I can't see I can. them protecting Saya, but not Utami. Well, I don't think they protected Saya. I think they couldn't give Kyrie That's her belt. True. Um, I don't know. I mean, either result is fine. Like, I don't think Utami loses anything, but a draw. She doesn't, but you know, I'm I, like, well, as I said, I won this at the at fair. the dome, and I was very upset. That I was like, these motherfuckers are doing it before they can even do it on They'll like get they, more room. They're doing here, it non-title. To be fair, um, yes, but I don't know. Maybe it's it's a draw now, and they run it back for the IWGP belt because you know Saya probably will defend it. 
I assume they're doing two days of of World Climax again. So, yeah, maybe Saya versus uh or Kyrie versus Saya and Utami on on day one and two or something. Um, might be it. Or she'll just beat Utami. Like uh, Utami, Utami can lose. You know, she's she's fine. So um, there's there's a few options there. But yeah, that was very cool. I wouldn't be surprised if Utami won't lose. Yeah. Um, it would also keep a story going of her being winless at World Cup. Oh, yes. Very interesting. Um, wait, you mean re- Dream Queendom? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dream Queendom. Um, yeah, well, that's um, that's all for the show, because we've gone two hours. We're not, we're not going to be able to do everything else. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, all that's left is, is it, it's, it's yeah. showcase. Um, and then some, yeah, but who yeah. cares? Um, so that's, that is Stardom Goldrush and Historic Crossover. Uh, the week that Kyrie arrived, returned, question mark, you know, the, she really put her best foot forward here. Um, biggest weekend for Stardom. I'm very interested to see how things fall out as far as New Japan fans being turned on to some of the Stardom girls and becoming fans, you know, maybe native fans showing up to Stardom shows a bit more. All going to be very interesting to see the fallout. And, um, you know, ultimately, we got some really cool matches this past weekend that I think a lot of people are going to remember for a while. Um, because Stardom is Stardom, though, we're already straight on the road to Dream Queendom. You know, we've already got two matches made for it. Uh, we're left kind of scratching our heads about what Saya might do, which I think is going to be very interesting because it's about time that she might there's lose. There's still the Suzu in the back that, pocket. That there is. There's still the Suzu that in the there back is. pocket. Like, I, there's a lot for Saya to do, um, you know, and there's a lot for a lot of people on the roster to do. So uh, we're just here to to see how things come along as, as Dream Queendom comes together, which looks like it's going to be a massive show based on how tickets are selling and also how well the card is coming together. So, um, yeah, the world of stardom never stops. No, uh, but with not. that, we should close the show because this has been over two hours already. So um... I know I've been eyeballing these wings. The <laughs> oh entire God! Time. I left a I left a gift for you in the in the in post that you oh, left cut out. Okay. But, yeah. uh, well, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY.